What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Wednesday's Facts Over Feelings live stream where we kick the facts and we don't care about your feelings. Today, we're going to talk about which generation has caused all of this. One generation got to go. You got to get up out of here. We kick y'all out today, man. One generation. What generation has caused this mess? The mess in the relationship. The mess uh, of the relationship marketplace. The mess in society. The mess in American culture. All right, we're going to talk about the generations. We're going to have fun with that. And uh, it's facts over feelings. Uh, right now, I put a poll up for you guys. Not a script or poll. I put the poll up for you guys um, on both channels, on the Notorious CGA channel the Notorious CGA channel, and then on the Free Agent Lifestyle, you can put your vote in right now. Right now, the baby boomers are getting crushed right now. So uh, baby boomers, I know, I know, I, I know you guys don't know how to operate. You got to get your glasses on. Damn, where's my glasses? Oh, here they are. Right here. Baby boomers was like, what? They got a poll. Hold up for a second. Uh, Honey, can you get my glasses real quick? Baby boomers is like, hold on for a second. Let me dial in right now. Let me pull up. I'm a I'm a call up the website. What what how do I do the poll right here? We're gonna do the poll right here. I'm gonna call up www.youtube.com backslash. Where the backslash? Where, where, where they don't put the backslash at? All right, I just came back from the Democratic Fish Fry, and uh that Democratic Fish Fry. These voting machines, they don't know, man. They rig these voting machines. Backslash. All right. They still hitting up the, he said, HTTP. HTTP. Semicolon. Backslash. Backslash. W. What the hell? Man, this thing giving me my rheumatism acting up. You know my rheumatism acting up. The baby boy was trying to get in on the poll fast enough. They like poll. Poll.com. They end up on a they end up on a uh, website. They end up on a website. They be like score squashy. They didn't got all distracted. They like, mm, them girls' feet looking good. Yeah, they didn't got all distracted. Baby boomers, hurry up, hurry up, y'all getting crushed. <laughs> you need to vote. You see the poll up there. They like what poll you talking about? Let me go on and get mine. We normally listen to CGA with the volume on only. He said there's a poll on the screen. Anybody see a poll? You know, they grew up. They grew up. There was only one thing on the screen. I can attest to this because I'm Generation X. I can attest to this. I play video games. There was like one video game. There was one Mario on the screen. Doo -doo. There was Mario like this. And then there was a couple damn turtles and a couple mushrooms and we were good. Now I pull up Call of Duty. And I'm like, what the hell am I looking at? They got stuff scrolling over here, stuff over here, stuff crawling across the screen. When, when we grew up, baby boomers in Generation X, they didn't even have the score of the football game or the time on the screen. <laughs> they didn't even have they didn't even have the score or the time of the game on the you had to wait. You had to wait. Damn, how much time left right there? What quarter are we in? Anybody know the score? He was just watching the game like <laughs> you couldn't wait. <laughs> You couldn't wait. You'd be like, I got to take a piss, but they're going to flash the score up in the time anytime now. You had to wait. Who remember that shit? All right. Now the score is on there. They got a ticker going across the damn thing. They got scores and the headlines coming up. Coming up next, they got a damn header. Now, man, Baby Boomer's going nuts right now. What? He want me to donate? I can't find out where we're going. Anyway, 
Coleco vision ass people. All right, we're going to get into the generations. Uh, oh, we do have a couple stories that we have to rush in and get in and squeeze in. Don't, wait a minute. That's not the stories right there. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to vote off one generation today. And uh, let's see here. Dollar Sign CGA Live is how you contribute to the show. Cash app. And that's Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. And PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And shout out to all the in private investigators. They still hot on the trail. All right. Appreciate y'all for being here. Um, as I'm being emotionally terrorized and um, uh, parentally alienated. All right, you know the, you know what it is. There be some private investigators doing some super chats, asking me for details. I see your monkey ass in here. <laughs> I'm Generation X. I'm paranoid as hell. I'll be watching y'all private investigators in there. Hey, uh, Coach, can you tell me the full story about... I, I, do, would you mind telling me all of your financial data, how much you make and how much you spend on 304s, how much you paid for your kids to go to private school? Tell the story about your wife that time when <laughs> and get your silly ass down. I know what y'all trying to do. <laughs> we don't tell you shit around here. You're going to have to guess. You ain't dragging me in the court trying to. Hey, didn't you testify on YouTube? Get your private detector ass out of here. I know they be watching because my phone be blowing up. <laughs> they be trying to reach it. They be like, beat me 911 or call me on my cell phone. I'll call you back to see what you're going to tell me. <laughs> all right i don't know ish i don't have ish but a tampon yeah damn why they want to stick me for my paper damn why they would why did i get messed up we only supposed to do an hour and a half here all right so uh notorious cga channel is how you super chat and these are all donations this is an income or salary <laughs> this is an income or salary this is just donations and we donated back to the men who have legal injustices and Quality specifically, Coach Greg Adams. All right, listen. <laughs> they be showing up. Uh, hey, hey, can you give me details specifically about what you would tell your daughter if you? No. Wait a minute. Who are we? Don't tell you none of that ish. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, what are we doing here? Uh, yeah, we're gonna get to the earlier contributors. How about that? All right, how about that? Cash me outside. How about that? Shout out to Leaf over there on the super chat. Appreciate you, brother. And then we got some cash app love and all of that stuff. We have a legal defense fund going on. This is what we're doing over here. This is the men's rights legal defense fund against men who are parental parental alienated against their children. And uh, um, their children are being held emotionally terroristic and hostage. And um, I'm being abused in the courts. Yes, this is what we're doing around here. Just in case the private investigators are listening, you're like, damn, I'm going to say call that. Part the, remember that part of the stream? You left that part out. All right, shout out to Cash App. Who is this? D Rose is in the building. We're going to call you D Rose. He says, for that squashy, hilarious coach. He says, I'm dead. Get that squashy out. Yes, indeed, boy. You guys know what the business is, and I don't want to know your business. I don't want to know your business. Y'all got to do what y'all got to do out here in these streets. Shout out to, um, shout out to Loud Pockets is in the building. He says, uh, I got two red hit. Wait, I got two red hot steaming pieces of peace leave yesterday, 18 and 20 or 18 and 21. He says for my 32 year old birthday. Yo, hey, shout out to you. He says in my age group, I'm a freaking 10, baby. Shout out to you, boy. Yay. Hey, uh, yeah. And the, hey, that's what you got to do out here. And it's available to you, man. Hey, available at low, low prices or. 
you know what I mean? Behind door number one, number two, number three. And uh, gen- who 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 caused that, man? Listen, who caused that? Who caused these girls to be out here freshman orientation and sophomore graduation? I'll give you a hint at who caused that because, uh, you know, you can complain about it, but uh, it is what is available. But who caused all of that? Let's get to it right here. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> <I'm cheap. laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> Well, thank you. Ooh, freshman orientation, sophomore graduation. Do me a favor, hit the like button in the building. We're going to get in uh, to the show. That's what we're going to do. So uh, without further ado, let's kick it, kick it, kick it. Let me see. Where's my? Oh, here it is right here. Uh, first topic and item up for bid is going to be uh, Kodak Black. Kodak Black, the rapper, Kodak Black. Let's go ahead and put that up on the screen right there. Um, I don't know if you know uh, Kodak Black. He is a hip hop. Oh, wait, hold on for a second. Um, he's a hip hop artist and uh, he was on, I think he appeared on Fresh and Fit one time and there he is, there he is in all his glory. Well, here's an audio and it appears to be a video. I don't know why he took the video. I don't know who put the video out. Maybe the girl did. I don't know who set him up. Maybe he set himself up, but he flew girls in and he's unashamed. A lot of these hip hop artists are not ashamed about flying girls in or tricking or paying off money. Um, you know, we played you the clip of the baby. No, it was little baby talking about, hey, man, I pay him to leave. I don't have time for that. These guys don't want to get me two cases. And it's an advantage for them when you're I know people don't get it. But when you have money, the little bit of money that you so-called trick off, it's not a lot of money. All right. Some dudes might have to spend a lot of money. I don't know what it is. But the old days where dudes like this would be like making raps about the dirty skeezers and 304s that they banged out. Right. Those days are over. I mean, they'll do it, but most of them will just fully admit who they are. And by the way, if you really want to know a secret about hip hop, many of the girls that these hip hop artists used to rap about in the 90s and the 2000s were almost underage. They were barely legal, uh, especially rock stars, especially rock stars. They were very, very well known to deal with jailbait. All right. Just to let you guys know. All right. And it's, there's stories of this. There's stories of it. So um, even um, the dog pound and all of that. Right. All of them started going, you know, a lot of the women ain't what and what and what. Some of them got hemmed up with some cases with underage girls. Many of the that's what they rapped about when they went on the road. It was the it was the young girls throwing themselves. It wasn't 30 year old women. Now, 30 year old women be throwing themselves at uh, these guys. But um, with that being said, um, little little Wayne had that bar that said it ain't tricking if you got it. And I think that changed the game. If you want to blame anybody about this lifestyle of the tricking blame Lil Wayne. He was the one that got the conversation started. And then guys that would have money said, yep, it ain't. <laughs> yeah. So, shout out to BBD backstage underage adolescence. How you doing? Um, by the way, somebody Vlad TV confronted somebody for that lyric. And they said that was a popular rapper that wrote that for them. A popular rapper. Now he's not popular today, but he was well known. I'm not going to, it's well known knowledge. Maybe you guys know it. I'm not going to I'm not going to tell who it is. All right. Unless you guys send me a super chat. But a well-known. Oh, uh, did T.I. say it's not tricking if you got it? I know Wayne said it, but maybe T.I. said it. I don't know. I don't listen to T.I. All right. I never I only listened to like two songs of T.I. I didn't get really I didn't really get into deep of what T.I. was doing. Oh, you can have whatever you like. Anyway, let's get into this. Uh, here we go. Let's play the clip. This is Kodak Black and listen to the clip. Go get nothing to eat, nothing. We've been, I've been traveling for seven hours. 
first of all, no real nigga is not finna not get no bitch nothing to eat. I told if you, you it's barbecue. You no pussy for no fight. It's barbecue in there. No, I'm not eating no fucking leftover barbecue from yesterday. After you probably had a bitch over here already. No, that's not how you properly do this. I, I, I got you on a properly flight. I don't give a With a, a properly fuck. driver. All niggas want to book me a flight. Okay. So like, what? All cares? bitches want to drop that neck. I don't mention that, though. Okay, why don't you fucking fly them out then? The that's that's exactly what I'm going to do. I should have told your poor ass that on the, on the phone. Before you came. Yeah, I should have told your broke know. ass. <laughs> oh my god so wow first of all he dealing with some straggle daggles man kodak black man why you dealing with these strags all right this straggle daggles man don't deal with strags if you're gonna do it i get it man maybe you like what you like but the fu the funny exchange uh you it opens up and she's talking about you sitting up here and no ninja real ninja gonna do this and no ninja gonna do this to a b and they gonna do that and he's like hey <laughs> he said hey you hungry yeah, they sniggle. You hungry? Go up in the kitchen. I got leftover barbecue in there. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't fixing to eat no leftover barbecue. <laughs> hey, man. He was like, I put you on a flight, 700 bucks. I put your ass on a comfortable flight from Miami to Atlanta or Atlanta to Miami. I put your ass on a flight. What you want? You going to drop that neck? She like, get a get another B to do it. He like, I can get another B. There's dudes in my DM. There's real ninjas that's going to do it. He was like, look. We know what this is. You trying to get spoiled and wine and dine. You got a flight over here. Drop that neck. Get you some barbecue and skedaddle. <laughs> Eat the barbecue, bro. Oh, you want me to wine and dine you? Oh, hell no. Seven hour flight. Uh, I didn't travel seven hours. I ain't finna. Finna. I love this exchange, by the way. Let's. Um, you didn't offer me to go get nothing to eat, nothing. You didn't offer to get go. Wait, you didn't offer nothing, nothing. What in the hell? This is some Ebonics. Straggle Ebonics. Um, you didn't offer me to go get nothing to eat, nothing. Been... You didn't offer to go get me nothing to go get nothing to eat. Oh, man. I've been traveling for seven hours. First of all, no real nigga is not finna not get no bitch nothing to eat. <laughs> well, you're talking like that, you're getting Nathan to eat, as I call it. You're getting Nathan to eat. I told you, you it's barbecue. Give up no it's, for no fight. it's barbecue in there. <laughs> yes, brother. Hey, shout out to you, babe. He said, Man, what you want? It's barbecue in there. It's barbecue in there. I gotta man, I gotta clip that. I gotta clip it. Hold no, on for a second. I told you, you it's barbecue. It's barbecue in there. It's barbecue in there. It's barbecue in there. What's no, what? I'm not eating no fucking leftover barbecue from yesterday. <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, look. Leftover barbecue be hidden, as they say. Leftover barbecue be hidden. What you talking about? Leftover barbecue. That's when the seasonings get all up in the meats. And you warm it up. It be nice and greasy. Slippery. Yo, bar warmed up barbecue leftover is hidden. So why she mad? <laughs> After you probably had a bitch over here already. No, that's not how you properly do this. Now, here's the thing. Now she's now she's showing her insecurity because this is when I tell you women don't like competition. So she knows there's other women and this is why she's acting up. She's trying to level up and trying to see if she can get the most she can out of him. So she's afraid of that. This is a called competition anxiety. Women fail significantly when you are have a leverage in options. And now 
she's trying to level up. But what she's doing is she's she's not trained enough to realize that this is actually putting her in a worse situation than it is a better. Now, she should grow up and mature and realize how to handle the situation with a little bit more finesse. All right. And uh, once she does that, she'll be able to get what she wants out of him. But she's trying to complain and bitch and moan and be grumpy and thinking that's going to force a, a wealthy man to do it. That would force a ninja to do it, a street ninja, somebody she's used to dealing with. He will do it because he's not he may not have the leverage and options. Now, he, Kodak Black. She made it aware that, yes, you could do another. You, you probably ate that barbecue with another woman. Yes, I did. And you know it. Continuing. I, I, I got you on a properly flight. I don't give with a, a properly fuck. driver. All niggas he, got her, he got her a flight and a driver. Want to book me a flight. All, nig all ninjas want to book me a flight. Mm -hmm. So, again, she's competition anxiety. She knows there's other, she knows there's other women. And so she's trying to trump it and say, there's other men that want to book me a flight. He like, go get it. I don't care, bro. Like, mm -hmm. who cares about the other women? See, with a dude that's not with leveraging options, they would care. Oh, there's other guys? Are you serious? I wasn't the only one that booked you a flight? Yeah. There's other dudes. Fine. Go get go get some leftover barbecue. Okay. So what? Oh, bitches wanna wanna drop that neck. I don't, <laughs> I don't mention that though. Okay. Okay. So what? Oh, bitches wanna wanna drop that neck. I don't mention that though. That's actually listen. I know Kodak Black's hard to understand, but that was his point back. What I, what I just said. She tried to use competition anxiety against him to level up, and he was like, "You here to drop that neck? All women wanna drop that neck. I don't mention it." I didn't mention other women. You did. I didn't mention the competition. You did. I didn't mention what I did with another woman last night. I did. But you mentioned it. I'm not mentioning what no other ninja is going to do. Just drop that neck. Drop that neck. Okay. Why don't you fucking fly them out then? The fuck? That's, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going to do. I should have told your poor ass that on the, on the phone. Well, you can't. Yeah, I should have told your broke ass. Wait a minute. Wait. She, she telling him to watch his mouth? And she cussing out. She's been custom out. Love it, man. Love it. That's that should be straggling sniggle theater. Let's go ahead and give them a straggle sniggle intro or an outro. That was definitely straggling sniggle. All right, second show right here. Second one. Uh Jennifer Aniston tries to play God and she fails miserably. Let's go ahead and give. We covered this a little bit, so we won't belabor the point. This is a quick show. It's the evening show. Jennifer Aniston reveals. The harrowing IVF journey. Quote, that ship has sailed. Bye-bye. It's gone. See you later. Na-na-na-na. Na-na-na-na. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. This is what happens when you try to play God. A lot of women are trying to play God. And uh, they're trying to defeat nature, and they can't do it. All right? This woman's 52 years old, and she realized, damn. I missed the window. Now, I wrote about this. This woman uh, also, uh, the woman who was the creator of Sex in the City and one of the main writers of the TV show, she came to the same conclusion at 62, 67 years old. Oh, damn. Now I see what happens if you don't have kids. I see what happens if you focus on your career. All right. She's like, so I could focus on my career. Yeah, man. The wall's undefeated. Father Time's an undefeated. But of course, uh, unfortunately, women are uh, rebellious and they will you know, rebel to the bitter end. You can't tell them like, man, you know, oh, well, if women in forties can have kids. You're like, well, you know, I mean, 
they can if they have two other kids. And well, man, my mother had me when I was 40, when she was 46. Well, she had three, four. You weren't the you weren't the only kid. You weren't the first. OK, uh, we know that what the science is, you know, throwing bad eggs and whatnot. And now they're saying men with their older jizz, you know, they're lying to try to make women. See, it's your fault, Jermaine. It's your fault. I can't get pregnant. It's your fault. Our kid, my kid is a, you know, I can't do it. <laughs> I was about to do something crazy. It's all, it's all it's your fault. Our kids are messed up. All right. Not necessarily true. And so she tried to play God and she took that L. All right, so let's get a quick read real quick. Let me pop that up on the screen. Jennifer Aniston, that ship is sailed for nearly two decades. For nearly two decades, there has been a subgenre of celebrity journalism devoted to Jennifer Aniston's womb, speculating and prognosticating on whether she would be soon expecting or having a child. Nope. Uh, what happened? The ageless? The ageless? Ageless? Are you serious? What are we talking about here? The ageless, my ass. All right, the ageless friend's beauty, age 53, never had children, but has now revealed it wasn't for lack of trying. Admitting to Allure magazine that she spent years undergoing IVF, and that is called in vitro fertilization, in which the mate does not impregnate directly. He jacks off into a Petri dish. They do a quite little mix. They take some eggs that she might have froze, and then they store them, they heat them, they freeze them, you know, all this stuff. Then they shove them back up her, and then they hope for the best. All right. Mm. Now, if you marry a woman, like speaking of ageless, that's what she looked like, and this is what she looked like now. I mean, listen, I guess she's ageless with some work. She ain't bad. I think she's very much overrated. I've never got the understanding of why people were liking her i guess the girl next door thing she was always too old for me anyway all right she always looked old to me anyway she says i was she says i was trying to get pregnant it was a challenging road for me the uh baby making road this is what she says and the actual who posed the actress who posed for a series of revealing photos at 53 but did not specify which partner she tried to start a family with but she was previously married to Brad Pitt through 2005. Brad Pitt took that L. Uh, we thought he took a W, but that was an L. She then wedded Justin Theroux before the couple divorced in 2018. Oh, she flat-backed it, too. I'll take a little bit of... I'll tussle around with that. I'm not into her face too much. I'll do. I'll mess around with that. But anyway, she says, all the years and years and years of speculation, it was really hard on me. Hold on for a second. All the years and years and years of speculation, speculation. Yes, it was really hard on me. I was going through IVF, drinking Chinese teas, you name it. I was trying to play God, she was essentially saying. I was throwing everything at it, everything but the Lord himself. Everything but, ma'am, when you're fertile and young, go ahead. It. And she was like, nope. She says, I would have given anything if she said, if someone said to me, freeze your eggs, I would what i would have given anything if someone had said to me to freeze my eggs do yourself a favor you just don't think it all right so here i am today that ship is sailed i mean i tell you bro <laughs> when the exact science is there they be like nope there's women in their 40s and 50s that can get pregnant you're like See, for, for the ladies, man, there's all, they always use the hope. They always find the one instance where it worked. And you're like, yeah, but statistically, that is the smallest cohort. Like, statistically, your chances are slim to none, and slim just died. Well, I know one woman that got married, and she got divorced, and she got married at uh, uh, 69. All right. Okay. And she had a baby. You're like, oh, boy. 
<laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's not the that's not the norm, though. That's not the norm. And so um, has the secret of her infertility, which the star kept under wrap for years. She says, quote, I spent so many years protecting my story about IVF and it didn't work, guys. I'm just letting you know. And she says, I'm so protective of these parts because I feel I feel like there's so little that I get to uh, keep to myself. She said uh, to the magazine, it says the world creates narratives. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. The world creates narratives that aren't true. So I might as well tell the truth. Oh, OK. This is about her. I thought she was talking about pregnancy. I feel like I'm coming out of hibernation at 52, guys. Man, you cannot write this shit, man. I don't have anything to hide. Is this her? This is her. Why are older women getting, why y'all want to get naked all the time? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my goodness. This don't even look like her. That Photoshop out of control. She looked like Denise Richardson in there or Denise Richards. That don't even look like her face. Photoshop took over. And then she's 52 now. I'm ready to let it all hang out. You're like, mm. I mean, how about when you were 24? No, no, protected. You perverts. I don't want to hang out. Why do men like women naked body? Why do all these men want us to get naked? 52. She'd be like, let them free girls, free the nipple. <laughs> now she want to free the nipple. What are we doing? Mm. I mean, she's in good shape. I'm just saying, man. She don't really look like that, by the way. Photoshop going crazy. Photoshop going crazy. Trust me. Does she have anything more important to say? All right. She does have something. She says uh, she also, this is right here. Anderson said the rampant speculation in tabloid headlines about her love life compounded the pain that stemmed from her ultimately not being able to have children. <sighs> I'm going to read that again, y'all. Aniston said, the rampant speculation and tabloid headlines about her love life compounded the pain that stemmed from her ultimately not being able to have children. She also disputed the narrative that she was selfish and career-oriented obsessed. And that led to the demise of her relationship with Brad Pitt. Yo. <laughs> it's it's you talk about not taking accountability. Yo, you rich, you famous, you still in good shape. You got money. She got money. Got but money. oh, it's everybody else's fault. It's everybody else's fault but hers. Yes, you were career oriented. You were making a million dollars a show on Friends and you were like, eh, I'm going to ride this out. Forget it. And then she tried to say, and that's you. And it didn't work. And then she tried to play God. And then mm. he says, why is life so predictable? Coach? Dude, this stuff writes itself. I, do women listen to this? Hey, women, do you ladies, ladies, not women, women, do you listen to my show? Hey, there's nobody been able to prove me wrong yet. On, on damn near anything this just for, do you listen to this shit and you be like yes this is absolutely true i feel her pain or did you be like man she full of shit you she fumbled the bag yes she fumbled the bag you had an opportunity that ship sailed you took the money you took satan's deal not a satan came back with a receipt and it said no kids no grandkids mm. and now you're 52 lonely 
Everybody your age is doing whatever the hell they want to do. Men are dating junior college girls, despite the fact that you look like a 22-year-old with Photoshop. You're sitting around going, oh, damn, not only did I miss having kids, I'm never going to have grandkids. So holidays are going to be lonely. This is the epiphany that the uh, the Sex and the City writer had. She said the epiphany was while everybody was going to their holiday parties with their grandkids, okay, even though they, they were divorced, they had holiday obligations. But here she was in her 50s and 60s with nothing to do but go to Cancun on our holiday. Like, what the fuck? And by herself because nobody else is going. Nobody else is going. Hey, I'm going to Cancun for Christmas. What? I've got my family obligations. Oh, shit. Damn. Okay. Maybe I should go where my family is. Oh, I ain't got no family. <laughs> you go on a solo mission. And when you're going to go there, it's going to be crickets. <laughs> There's nobody going to be there but old ass people. I'm like, damn. Old couples, too. Yep, you're going to die alone. And when they say to men you're going to die alone, I'd be like, thank God. All right, here at least. Wow, man, the arrogance. She says, God, God forbid. Yeah, she cursing God now. God forbid a woman is successful and doesn't have a child. Well, that's going to be your, hey, baby, this your story, honey. This is your reality until you start talking to God. What do you mean, God forbid a woman is successful and don't have a child? Yeah. And she says, then the reason my husband left me, why uh, we broke up and ended our marriage was because I wouldn't give him a kid. It was absolute lies. Okay. She trying to, she trying to, she trying to call it back, man. Women spend many years trying to call their life back when nobody cares. Okay. Uh, what else does she got to say? There she is with her dog, bro. Hey, Jennifer, did y'all, did y'all think Jennifer Aniston is going to be, she's with her dog right there. This is going to be Jennifer Aniston for the next 36 years. You're going to have some? Okay, tuck in, eat. Hold that L. Hold that L. This is all your fault. It wasn't Jermaine's fault. It's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's Can't play fault. God out here, ladies. You know, y'all wanna y'all wanna shave your eyebrows off, cut your hair, put wigs on it, draw on your eyebrows. I'm taking this from a meme. Okay, what I mean, put your put your put your titties in, you know, put new titties in, put new booties in, shoot up your face, paralyze it up. Okay. There's nothing that you can be happy about. And then you got to make these decisions, man. You be mad at God. Y'all be mad at God. See, men, what we have to understand, and I've actually said this before, and this is why I tell you don't hate women because it's pointless. They're, 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 they're sometimes they lean towards hate of men. And what you have to understand is it is not hate of men that drives them. It's hate of the Lord. They hate God. They curse God. And they can only take it out on us because God is not here. It's just us. And when we're enjoying life, when we're breathing, when we're happy and having fun, here they come. Are you having fun? Stop it now. <laughs> They'd be mad at you. Wait a minute. Are you breathing? Stop breathing. I can't stand when you breathe. Don't breathe around me. You sitting there like, huh? What do you mean? You're single and enjoying it? Oh, no. We got to mess that up. You're not going to be single and enjoying it around here. 
you're going to find love or you're a bitter, hurt old man. You're going to get into a relationship and you're going to be miserable like the rest of us. (laughs) You ain't about to have no fun around here. Hell no. All right. Last story. Quick one here. Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty, bruh. Uh, Speaking, we always tell you, man, the Me Too people, man, a man works all his life. A man works all his life. And yes, he probably makes mistakes. He probably takes advantage of people. I'm not going to say what this story is. is I'm not going to say it's false. Because again, like we said, um, if if Me Too was around in the 90s, a lot of rappers and rock stars, yeah, they would have got hemmed up. All right, they would have been definitely thrown in the clink. Uh, Because back then, you could have a little teenage love. A, a, a teenage love. You can have teenage love. You can have backstage underage. You can have pour some sugar on me. Mm, in the name of love. You can have that cheese, my cherry pie. You could have BB King. The thrill is gone. You had that sweet 16. All right. You can have all that back in the day. <laughs> you can have that. Yeah, man. You could you can have all that back in the day. It was kind of like, you know, that's what the that's what groupies are. When they talk about groupies, that's what groupies were. It was that jail. It was that. Don't be bad at me. There's documentary. There's documentaries on this. That'll show you this. But now, yeah, you can have your Jerry Lou Lewis. You can have your Jerry Lee Lewis and marry your 13-year-old cousin and be like, what's wrong? <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> yeah, she's 13. And my cousin, like, what? And he, what's, what's the problem? By the way, I think he was like 15 or 16, Jerry Lee Lewis. How old was Jerry Lee Lewis? They act like he was like 39 and she was 13. Look it up. I actually heard it on the radio when he died. And they was like, yeah, he married his 13-year-old cousin and he was 15. I was like, oh, that was y'all made a big deal about nothing. Like, bro, I get it. It's kind of weird. It's very sweet home Alabama. I get it. But they act like he was 39. <laughs> I was like, oh, dang. Okay, they both was young as hell. Um, anyway, Elvis Presley, Elvis Presley, it was like, yeah, that's his girlfriend. Wait a minute. Wait, which, which one's his girlfriend? Uh, that that little girl back there, that that little girl. Um, You mean that little girl back there? What's her name? Her, her name, Priscilla. It was like, uh, well, we just gonna have to keep that under. Don't let nobody know that that's his girl. She around, though. She's always going to be here. We just not going to ruin his rep, though. <laughs> Chuck Berry, they got his ass, too. They got Chuck Berry ruined his whole career. Uh, if you want to go back to people, I'm not going to dry snitch, but there's a lot of people, professional boxers, who are some of the people that you admire. They was. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I ain't saying nothing. But uh, yeah, but Joe Biden. Joe Biden. But anyway, this whole story is Warren Beatty. Uh, Warren Beatty out there, allegedly. Where's this woman coming from, bro? Where are you coming from? Left field? You missed the whole Me Too movement? You're going to come out now in 2023? He got to have one foot in the grave, bro. He got to have damn near a foot and a half in the grave. 85 years old, guys. And she sued him for allegedly coercing sex with a teenage girl let's read the details here i'm not saying it's false but you wait till now 50 years bro 50 years like goodness let me read this warren Beatty has been sued for allegedly abusing a teenage girl around almost 50 years ago i would just jump off the building if i did it 
at 85, I would just trip down my stairs. Forget it. I ain't dealing with this shit. I mean, you're almost there. All right. The actor has been around. Uh, the actor would have been around 35 at the time of the incident. Her name is Christina Charlotte Hirsch. Man, this sounds like some L.A. confidential. This sounds like some this sounds like some black. Um, the black Dahlia, some Hollywood bullshit. And now she's bringing it back. This is some eyed wide shut shit. You know what I mean? Go look up the Black Dahlia, old Hollywood, what they used to do. This is what happened. His ass was at, a, he was at the pre Epstein Black Dahlia party. <laughs> and then he clapped the cheeks. I'm sure he did. And she was like, what is this shit? I'm going to remember this for 50 years. Oh, shit. Christina Charlotte Hirsch filed a lawsuit in Los Angeles on Monday. Women be, I'm sorry, I'm going to read this. Women got time on their hands. They always filing lawsuits on people. They always trying to get somebody in court. I'm going to drag you to court. They always tried to drag your ass to court. And they spend all that time explaining their story. Well, what had happened was, how old is she? She's a teenager. So she is in her 60s. She's in her mid 60s. Uh, She's with a lawyer. Okay, tell us what happened. Okay. Uh, we went to Mel and Monroe's house. They was doing quaaludes and snorting cocaine and freebasing and smoking reefer. And then I ended up at an industry party. They were eating sushi off my body. There was old men there. Like, <laughs> what the? Okay. How do you meet Warren Beatty? That's the story. That's what I want to know. Not many of us meet celebrities. It's always them. They always meet celebrities. I got to hear this. It says right here, she filed a lawsuit in Los Angeles on Monday. While it doesn't list Beatty by name, it identifies the defendant as a well-known Hollywood star who was nominated for an Oscar for his role as Clyde in Bonnie and Clyde. Well, uh, the documents obtained by Variety claim Hirsch is a survivor of childhood abuse, sexual abuse and battery and assault. And wow, there's a lot of words in there. Um, at the hands of the defendant, Galway Entertainment reached out to a rep of Beatty but did not immediately receive a response she's gonna have to be very specific on her time uh because if he if he happened to be in another country or another state her case is gone Hirsch, who lives in louisiana uh was able to file a lawsuit as part of the california's 2019 look back law i remember that during the me too movement that allows victims to sue for claims of abuse child sex abuse that otherwise would fall under the statute of limitations so remember that during the me also movement they opened it up so people can put their case forward but i don't know why it's being revealed now she claims that the assault took place when she lived in california in 1973 after meeting Beatty on the movie set okay i, I want to know how you got see this is how did you get on the movie set this again this is going to open up the, the doors about hollywood and the weird the weird weird culture of hollywood and the children and the mk ultra sex kittens and this is going to open that shit up. How do you get on the stage? Yeah, mother. Everybody knows how they get on the stage. I don't know. I'm asking. Mothers be dragging their daughters and selling their daughters out. Yeah. This happened to um, this happened to another person, Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Now, Kirk Douglas had the same claim. And it was a claim of a young girl. She was young. She was underage at the time. And. She got sexed up, allegedly. This is her story by Kirk Douglas. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, pervert. He nasty. Okay, then you go to the story. Both of them are dead. Kirk Douglas is dead. And the woman that 
got sexed up was dead. But her sister put the story out. And then her sister said, yeah, my mother would take my daughters around some male celebrities and try to get them to have sex. And then when the daughter complained, oh, he really hurt me this time. He blew my back out. The mother said, suck it up, buttercup. The one, the, the sister of the victim said, yes, my daughter would take my, my, my mother would take my daughter around Hollywood to let her get ran through. And when she complained about it, she said, suck it up, buttercup. It's in, it's documented. She was like, Hey baby, you got to do what you got to do. We got to do what we got to do around here. <laughs> hey, we got to do what we got to do. Look, this is the industry. So there's going to have to be some clarity as to what are we talking about here? How did this 14-year-old girl get on the movie set? And then how is she in Warren Brady's trailer? The mom's just like pushing her daughter forward like this. I know we're making fun of the situation. Yep, you know what it is. It's like this. Your rent's due, motherfucker. She pushing the daughter up. Hey, Warren, uh, you see what we have here? A little bit of jail bait for you. And he's like, all right, I'll take All right, how else does a girl just, how, how does a girl end up on the movies? I know she, you can say childhood actors, child actors. She ends up there, and then how he takes her to the trailer. Nobody says anything. Nobody says, oh, Warren, you're taking that girl to the trailer. They just see him walked off, and they just be like, damn, he the man. Mm. Yes, it happens. R. Kelly's situation is exactly that. This is weird, and people need to get the, the story. What's the real story? I guess we're going to talk about it. Hirsch was around 14 in the claims uh, where she claims Beatty paid undue attention to her and commented repeatedly on her looks. Beatty gave Hirsch his number and instructed her to call when she was near a hotel he was living at. She admitted that. Oh, here he goes right there. See, look. Well, he was commenting on my beauty. This is like the Emmy Yadoka situation. Well, we had the affair, but then he started talking negatively. Now looking back, he pushed me into doing it. Nah. Nope. And listen, people are saying, well, she was a child. 14. Remember back when you were 14? Remember when you were 14? Were you that dumb? Yeah, you were dumb. But come on, you knew what was right and wrong. And now she's trying to clean this shit up. Oh, well, she admitted she was thrilled by the attention and invitation. So I went. He was 35. I was 14. And I said, what the hell? (laughs) Come on, man. The woman claims Beatty groomed her throughout the year. And that she was coerced, of course. We don't encourage any of this. We don't encourage any of this. She was coerced as a minor into having a sexual relationship. Okay. So what else she says? In the documents, Hertz claims that she had a difficult, uh, she has difficulty in reasonable, reasonably and meaningfully interacting with others. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. Now, now that it affect, it ruined her life. Okay. We're going to go into it ruined her life. And as a direct result of the battery by baby, baby. Now she's forever ruined. Okay. I get, okay. You go with that, I guess. I understand. She alleged she experienced substantial emotional distress, anxiety, nervousness, anger, and fear. This is some trauma. She is seeking punitive damages. <laughs> uh, you want to throw him in jail? Nope. Nah. I'm, I believe if I just take his money right before he dies. She's like, jail? No. Money, yes. We want punitive damages for my emotional distress from 50 years ago. Lawyers for Hearst did not respond to the Yahoo request for a comment. 
Beatty then married Annette Benning in 1994, and they share four kids. By the way, did you see the movie Bugsy? Great movie. Great movie, Bugsy. Speaking of Bugsy. New, 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 new world order. Man, boy. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Man, and y'all want to get the... Y'all got to watch out how y'all stepping, man, because it's going to be crazy. Anyway, let me get to some Super Chats, and then we'll get to the main event of the show, which is what generation has failed America. You guys, your votes are in. We're going to tabulate the votes, and our voting system is 100%. Correct. We don't have to worry about hiring security guards or civil war or people claiming that the election was rigged or any of that. We're not going to do that. Any of that over here. What a world. Henry Bazinga says soon to be my soon to be ex-wife denied my vacation. Is it vacation? They may be a typo. Soon to be ex-wife denied my vacation referencing our parenting plan not being signed. So she has no consequence, and I have no recourse. How old are your kids, Henry? I know you've been going through this for quite a bit. How old are your children? Um, I'm going to tell you, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people do not understand what fathers go through. This is called death by a thousand cuts. This is called emotional terrorism. Uh, you know, ex-wives and spouses and baby moms do this bullshit. They do this stuff, man. I mean, it's amazing. One of the things that I've been doing and, you know, they're going to try to drag. Yeah. Wash your hands. It's tough, man. This is because this is going to hurt you. You're going to be bitter and hurt at the end of it. They're oh, two and a half years old. I remember. So damn, two and a half years old. Yeah, man. You went for a long fight and you're going to deal with this for now the next 16 years. Remember, we tell you about having children in today's age. This is what we're talking about. He's got to do with this for the now next 16 years. Um, or 15 and a half years. And do they do shit like that? They do shit like that for no reason. You know, my son does that. He wants to come out and see me. I want to come out and see him. And they, they, they make shit complicated for no reason. And what you have to understand is they're just miserable. They're miserable. Just, you just say whatever it is. I know your kid's too young. So you want to stick in there and fight. Um, and I would say fight. And uh, this is my advice. Cause people, I do tell people to wash their hands, but not until your kids are in their teens mid-teens to late-teens. Um, before that, if you can, try to be involved in your kid's life as much as possible so that they have a connection with you and they know who you are and they're not listening to the words of their baby terrorist, manipulative, parental, alienating mother, right? So um, then you have the a buffer in between there. So try to get to try to get to 9 to 10, try to get to 10 to 13. You want to get there as smooth as possible. Unfortunately, your kid's very young. And, um, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be painful for you because you're not that petty. You're not that tack. You're not that ticky tacky. Cause what you'll do is you'll give her in, you'll give in, you'll give her all of this stuff. Oh, you want a Christmas day? No worry about it. I'll celebrate Christmas on the 26th. You'll do all kinds of shit like that. You'll be like, all right, Thanksgiving. All right. Your, your family has something in the morning in the previous night. You can go to both of those. We'll celebrate Thanksgiving two days later. You'll do all of this shit to go around her. And then you ask for one thing. Now, <laughs> you feel like, oh, my fucking God. You're like, oh, man, forget it. Forget it. Just I ain't doing well, all that bullshit. So I'm telling you guys, uh, people, society will not tell you. And they're afraid for men to tell you that women do this. They violate. They do all of this shit to you. And then you do one thing. They drag you right back into court. Or they deny it. Nope, you didn't do that. Nah. You literally can't win, dudes. What I tell guys is you just, 
wash your hands, take the deadbeat title to the bank. Go ahead and throw the money, whatever you want to owe them. They want to take you to court. What, what, what do you owe? Just go ahead and have it. Get the hell out of my life. Now, you can't win because once you do that, you're an asshole in the deadbeat, and now they have proof. But before that, you're trying to be in, you're just been trying to see your kids, and they're going to make it difficult because they're miserable human beings. And I hope the private investigators are listening to this on all the attorneys watching this shit. And I hope you charging whoever's paying you to watch my show. I hope you charging them $500 an hour. All right. But but this is what happens. And when we speak about it, we are we are the ones who have to deal with the bullshit. A lot of men stay with their families and wives just to avoid this shit. A lot of men stay with their families and wives to avoid this shit. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Brown 310 in the building. We got you, brother. Good to see you again. Henry Razunga says, I approved her vacation to Disney World. Then she turned around and denied mine when she returned. It's, dude, dude, that's a classic one. That's a classic one. Um, That's a classic one. Yes, I've had that done where you guys agree on your vacations. You got it all drawn out. You put it on the little parenting app. You put it through email. And then she goes on her trip. And then you say, okay, I'm ready to go on my trip. Nope, I changed my mind. And you're like, whoa. Now, People want to know, people are going to want to know, people are going to want to know, what do you do? See, you can't take her to court for that bullshit because, first of all, you already paid for the tickets to your trip. You already got your trip book. You already got the hotel. You already got the plan. And the trip is coming up, and they know when to deny your trip, which they're going to deny it right before the trip happens. You can't run the, you can't run the court right then that day tomorrow and be like, hey, she denying my trip. There's nobody you can talk to. Remember when I told you there's nobody coming to save you. People took that out of context, meaning men are looking to be saved. No, there's nobody you can go to to get talk this woman off the ledge and talk to her some common sense and stop being vindictive. There's nothing you can do. You're not going to get the refund. You're just going to eat it. Or you can go over there and throw a fit and have the police called on you. And then she go up there and play the victim. And it's, and it's all guys. Wash your hands. Wish your kids well. Wash your hands. Throw whatever money over there, especially when they get teenagers. Fuck it. And uh, if if your kids ever get in a situation where they're against you, the mother make, created it. The mother created it without a doubt. She abused the the kid. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's sad to hear, man. I'm, ha I'm sad to hear people are going through this. But there's nothing you can do. As a man. Now, attorneys are going to be here. Guys, there's something you can do. We can draw up. We can draw up an emergency ex parte. We can start out the ex parte. We can fill out the form. Ninja, how much is that going to cost, lawyer? Oh, it'll cost $6,000. Oh, man, fuck all that. <laughs> um, what I used to do is I would, I, would, I would file the ex parte, or they call it ex parte, emergency petition. I would file it myself, and I would go into the court. But again, but again, now you got to take time off of work. Um, you got to document it. This bra going to come in with email and text messages. She going to come in there to her defense. Well, I'm just trying to protect my kids. I'm just trying to, she's going to say she's trying to protect her kids, which is a, a euphemism of you're the abuser. You're going to what? Take the kid away. I'm fearful that they're going to take them out of the country and never come back. 
I'm telling you, man, this is a very, this is why I do what I do. I've experienced it and I know many men experience it. He says, exactly. I can't go to court before a vacation. Exactly. You, you, you got to take time off of work. You already got your vacation days. You already balancing going back for, back and forth. You can't go in there and take, just go into an emergency petition. We'll take her to court and go to the court. I don't have time. <laughs> I'm not going to just be going to court just to go to court, but women can go to court. They go to court all the time. They take off of work. I got to go. And they take in the court. They meeting with attorneys. They writing up. They writing up petitions. They writing up forms. They meeting with psychologists. They getting court records. They getting records from the school. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, well, how much time do you have to write this thing? That all of this shit with all of this. They had they at Kinko's FedEx blowing up text messages and emails and shit. Like, how much time do you have? They literally some of the most miserable human beings on earth. And the thing is, the thing is, if they're not doing it, they got a lawyer doing it, a paralegal. And they paid the paralegal $2,500 to screw you over. They just be wasting time. Guys, be careful with this. They're miserable. And what you need to talk about, what you need to chalk it up as a father, this is why I'm here. As a father, what you need to chalk it up to is you living a better life than them. They just miserable. The only thing they got against you is the control of your children. Let them have it. Let them have it. Let them have it. <laughs> like, you can have it. Forget it. I ain't about to just bog down my life. Guys, I'm, Henry Brazilian is about to write a 100. And by the way, Henry Brazilian is about to write her a $150 check for the divorce. And he was married to her less than who? Less than how many years? They only got a two and a half year old. He's about to write her a $150,000 check and she's denying his vacation with his child. Where's Safis at on this? Where's Safis at? Oh, we're making it up, huh? <laughs> we're making it up. All right, JC says, my kid was nine when I left. He says, I wanted her to be old enough to tell me if something's wrong. Now she's 17 and we're even closer. Child support is ending and the rent is due. Your rent's due, going to be due for that, mo that mom when that child support runs out. Ringo be due. And that's another thing that you guys have to be aware of. Um, once your kids turn 18, right about 16, 17, 18, it's curtains for that woman. Curtains. And that's one of the things that you can sit back and laugh at. You can be like, what you going to do now? The fuck you going to do now? Huh? No more child support. No more court action. She'll find a way to sue you. She'll still find a way to sue you. Can't take me to court now for child support, can you? She'll take your ass back child support for two years that you missed when the kids were. <laughs> but that rent due now, huh? You like. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Because her life after those kids turned 22, Rapsky. Rapsky. What you need to do is put your head down and be successful. Just go ahead and push hard. When your kids turn 16, start making a lot of money. Start trying to make a lot of money. Make as much money as you can. So by the time your kids then are 22, you're in the half a million dollar category. You got half a million dollars in investments and savings and net worth. You got a million dollars. You just looking at their ass like, mm? and her rent going to be due. Okay. Your rent's due, motherfucker. <laughs> it's a cold, cold world out there. That's your best. That's the revenge is served. The revenge is a dish served cold. Uh, somebody says, move away first. Yep. Move away. Move away. One of the best pieces of advice is, and the, one of the best things I did, of course, 
was get the hell up out of jurisdiction. Get out of the jurisdiction. Mostly way out of reach. Make they find make them work for your ass. You don't want to be in the backyard in the same county where they can just hop out the bushes and keep serving your ass until you just say, I got to hire an attorney. Now you down forty thousand dollars. Now you down 40K. All right, because you stayed in the same area trying to do 50-50 custody and transmit and chief and your ex-wife is fucking you over. Move. Get on the airplane, move to another city, move to another country, move it. Let them find your ass. <laughs> find me. You'll pay for it too. He says, move step. And <laughs> when you get there, don't register for nothing. Don't register for nothing. Don't put no, don't put your address on any mail. Don't put no mailbox. Don't say I have no mail sent to you. I'm telling you, don't, don't send it. Don't get no electricity in your name. Nothing. Don't change your license plates to the new state. Nothing. <laughs> Let them play the games. If they got, if they got time, make them, make them work for it. I always used to say, I always used to say, I always used to say, um, and I told a lawyer this, one of my ex's lawyers, I said, you think you thought I was an easy mark? I was like, whatever she's paying you or whatever you think you're going to get from me, I'm going to make you work for it. I'm going to make you work for every dollar you get because what they want to do is they want to do the least amount of work for the highest amount of rate. They're like they're like whores out here now. Uh, lawyers are sharks. What they want to do is they want to say, oh, I make $600 an hour. But what they want you to do is give up the information. They want you to pick up the phone. They want you to give up the details. They want to just give you, what's your address and where you live? They want to have your ex send you an email. Where you live? What's the address? No, nah, I ain't giving you shit. Find me. <laughs> Hunt me down. Send the bounty hunter. I ain't giving you nothing. I'm giving up nothing. Same thing with child support. Child support's the same way. Child support um, is a collection agency which claims to work for the behalf or the behest of the father and the mother, but they work for the, they work for the custodial parent, which is most of the time the mother. So when you go into court, that lawyer for the child support is not going to be the lawyer for you. It's going to be the lawyer for the custodial. What's going to happen is you're going to show up. You're going to show up and they're going to say, bring your tax returns, bring your statements, your paychecks, bring eight months of this and three months of that, bring two years of that and eight months of that. What you're going to do is bring a photocopy of a middle finger. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> All right. Here's a, here's a Xerox copy of my middle finger. And my dick and balls on my day on the damn screen. That's what, that's what you got. And then they're going to be like, well, let's put them on the stand and ask this. I plead the fifth, the 19th, the 28th, the 26th, the 82nd. I know nothing. Mr. Adams, you see that screen right there? I do see the screen. You see those words? Read that out loud. I don't know how to read. Adams, we're not going to play this today. Mr. Adams, read that. What makes you think I can read? <laughs> Y'all about to work. Y'all about to work for every single cent. Y'all getting out of me. Y'all not about to get easy. Y'all not about to get me easy. Now, y'all might get me, but it ain't going to be easy. Y'all going to work and sweat and grind and dig. And by the time she get the money, she done been to file bankrupt chapter 7 and 13. <laughs> All right, by the time she get a dime out of me, she will have eviction notices, bankruptcies. I hope they're listening to me. Evictions, bankruptcies, collections. Then I'll maybe... 
then I'll maybe send a couple of dollars. All right, here you go. This is all I got. Yeah, people want to be petty. I'll be petty like a mother sucker. All right, uh, you found the wrong one. And she goes, you know, people go through cycle of lawyers trying to deal with me. They don't realize. I'm like, dude, uh, I'd be looking at my ex. I'm like, dude, did you tell her that I'm petty as hell? Tell this lawyer that I'm petty. Because <laughs> they thinking, all right, we just going to run, play, play. Uh, Let's go to the playbook. <laughs> the lawyers will be like, all right, uh, paralegal. We got Mr. Adams here. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go to the playbook. We're going to run uh, a, a three, play a three. You're going to put that on him. You're going to put that on him right there. He's going to fold up and crumple in a heap. Then we're going to pull uh, uh, B6. We're going to pull B6, slam dunk his ass. <laughs> and then they show up and they're like, this ninja, they're going to be sweat. Oh, my God. <laughs> they start crying to the judge. Judge, your honor. Sky's petty. <laughs> this guy's super petty dude i had a lawyer worked up he was so worked up the judge was laughing at him he was dealing with me i was like my ex i was like tell this dude who he dealing with i'm not just i ain't the one i am not the one i'm gonna go out there and be petty as a mother sucker and i'm gonna make y'all look like fools by the end of it not only that i'm gonna win and then y'all gonna be looking stupid because most of the time I can't lose. Some of these cases I can't lose. The only way I can lose is them for somehow try to make me out to be Charles Manson. I'm not going to lose the case. You're going to lose this case. So you're wasting your time. But again, most of it isn't about time. It's about it's, it's, some of this is not about, about winning. It's about wasting time and being petty. So my advice to men, be petty, but be quiet when you're petty. Be quiet. Don't 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 make a scene. Be calm. Watch my interview and debate uh, with Hafiz. People wonder why, damn, co coach was cool, calm, and collected. I've been dragging the court for seven years. I've been public speaking for a long time. I've been speaking in front of teams. I've been on court and trial trying to defend my life and my reputation and my kids. So when going in front of a live stream and debating Hafiz, I'm like, this shit is small potatoes. <laughs> All right. I'm like, what? This is nothing. This is easy. That's a cakewalk. I've been sitting in front of crazy ass piranha venomous uh, lawyers and judges with my life on the line. And what you do is you be quiet with your petty. I'm listening. Right, listen to me and listen good. This is one of the best pieces of advice I got about dealing with the court. Be quietly petty. Don't th don't throw a scene. Don't get emotional. Don't yell at the judge. Don't let don't yell at your ex in the court. Don't spit on her. Don't throw money at her. Don't be vindictive. Don't cry. Don't do nothing. Just chill. You go on the court, you just be sitting there like this. <laughs> don't overtalk the judge. Don't explain that they're an idiot. Don't explain that they're corrupt, that the Title IV D courts are corrupt. Don't explain that they get kickbacks. Don't explain that all of these people in the room are in cahoots. Just be quiet. Just sit there and the judge addresses you. Only address what the judge addresses you with. And no procedure. No procedure. Your ex is going to get up there, Henry. 
And he's this, and he a Debbie, and he's an abuser. He emotional. He yells at the kids. He's a killer. He's a he's a he sells weed. He's a YouTube star. He's crooked. He don't pay his taxes. Blah blah blah. They're gonna go in all of that shit, right? They're gonna go back and forth. They're gonna tell you all of that shit. And he 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 wants to take my kid on vacation, but he's gonna take the kid out of the country. He's a fleeing artist. He's gonna be this. He's an abuser. He's sexually abused. They're gonna say all this shit. What you do is the judge gonna say. First of all, your ex is going to be the petitioner, so she's going to speak first. The judge is going to say, wow, you're an evil man. <laughs> what do you say about all of these things and accusations that your ex just lobbed at you? What I'm going to tell you is this is going to save your life. When it comes back to you, don't address anything she said. Don't address one single thing that she said. Don't even acknowledge a thing that she said. Because that's not the procedure. That's not how this works. That's number one. Because she got her turn to talk. Now I'm going to address the court with what the fuck I got to say. Don't dismiss it. Don't deny it. Don't don't say, uh-uh. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. She said you was a killer and smoked, sold weed and messed with junior college girls. Don't say nothing. Today, Honor, we gather here today as to me to defend my right as a parent. I'm glad you gave me this opportunity. And based on this procedure and this hearing, it looks like if we can't come to some sort of agreement and be civilized, we're going to head to a trial. We're going to waste a lot of money. But if this is what we want to do. Are we all on a, one accord? Thank you very much. I've spoke my case. And then you just sit the hell back. Because what she has to do, and I'm giving y'all game, she has to prove what the hell she talks about, what she's just lobbed at you. She has to prove that. Once you, that once you, um, once you address it, now it becomes part of uh, the court. It becomes part of the court record. I ain't addressing shit. That's part of the trial. So she can go hire an attorney. She can get an attorney at litem, guardian at litem. She can go get attorneys for the kids, attorney for the whole damn uh, state, and they can prove their damn case when we get to trial. This is a hearing. And the hearing is for both people to tell their parts, not for me to respond to any damn thing she's talking about. So in this hearing, this is what I got to say. I'm being emotionally terrorized by this mother. She's not co-parenting fairly. And she's slandering my name and ruining my reputation. She's wasting the court's time. And I'm going to ask for full custody if she brings me in here one more time. And then you sit back. <laughs> well she said you this and that well whatever she said she better bring some documentation about what she talking about whatever she said does she have documentation or evidence as to what she just said if she has evidence i would like to examine said evidence and we will proceed to trial are we cool are we clear okay good <laughs> that's how you play the game and then I would like to examine the evidence. Is the evidence being presented to me? Was it served to me? No, it wasn't served to me, but I don't know what we're talking about here. I would like to examine the evidence. Plus, I would like to have a guardian litem appointed by the attorney appointed by the court judge. You want to appoint one? Or I'll hire an attorney for myself or my kids or whoever we need to hire it for. Uh, we can spend our children's college saving funds just on this. What do we want to do? Mm, this is what we want to do. <laughs> the judge is gonna be like, uh, just 
go to mediator. <laughs> or she'll set a date. When you go to a hearing, it's a hearing. It's not a trial. If you can't come to an agreement before you sit in there, it ain't time to argue your case. It's not time to argue your case. It's time to come to an agreement. What's your side of the story? What's your side of the story? Let the judge decide. Blood's on your hand, judge. Well, I can't really decide. So let's everybody get paid. All right, we'll set a trial for six months from now. Okay, good. Thank you very much. And I'm out of here. <laughs> right? Then you skedaddle. Then you skedaddle. You get the hell out of here. And you just look at her and say, well, we just wasted all our time. You thought you was getting something. We didn't get shit. So I'll see you in court. So it looks like three to six months from now. Yep. Go ahead and let's let's go ahead and start World War Three. <laughs> go ahead and hire attorneys and psychologists and get evidence. And okay, let's go ahead and spend the money. And then what you do, I'm giving y'all a big game. What you do was the trial when the trial report, uh, when the trial approaches, when the trial approaches, you ask for a continuance. Oh man, I'm not ready. I had to hire a new lawyer. I'm not ready to go. I'm not ready to proceed. I was going to represent myself, but this case got too complicated. There's too many people. She hired too many attorneys. I'm going to hire a new attorney, but we're going to need time. We're going to need time. Now she down 18,000 and you down zero. Drag it, drag it, drag it, drag it, drag it, drag it. I'm the king of petty. He says, I can't believe coach giving this away for free. And this is impromptu. This isn't even part of the show. Drag it, drag it, drag it. And then you get a process server and serve the shit out of her. File a paperwork, server. File a paperwork, server. File a paperwork, serve her ass. She's going to get tired of us. They're going to be dizzy. Her attorney's going to be like, damn, they serving the shit out of us. And everything they you serve on them, they got to respond legally. So it's going to roll up her legal uh, cost. It's going to roll up her legal cost. Everything you file and serve on their attorneys, on or her, they got to respond to it. Serve they ass. I'm telling you, man, drag it, serve it. Let's spend some money. We gonna waste money or let's come to an agreement and let's act like civilized adults. But I'm the king of petty. I'm gonna run that bill up. Before, because they want you to drag you in. They want to drag you in and then them just hammer you. You owe $3,000 a month in child support and then she just gonna start collecting the money. No, don't, don't give her that. Don't give her that. Say we about to run up everybody's legal bill. We about to spend your house savings, I'm about to spend mine. I'm about to spend my retirement. You're about to spend yours. We're about to spend the kids' college fund. Okay? And all of us going to be bankrupt, including the attorneys. Tell the attorneys, tell the attorneys, tell the attorneys that um, by the end of this, both of us are going to bankrupt both attorneys. They're going to shut the hell up. Because <laughs> in family court, I'm giving y'all game. In family court, the worst thing for a family court attorney to hear is that their client bankrupt them. They ran up a legal bill of 40 grand, and then you go file a bankruptcy. Then the attorney gets nothing. And they work for a year, six months, two years. Yep, we're going to run the bill up, and I'm going to bankrupt everybody in here. And so is she. <laughs> All right, that's how you play the game, man. Play the game. And you let them know. You set the expectations up front. That this is what we are about to do, or we're going to be petty. What, what do y'all want? You can come to an agreement, but legally, I'm going to get 50-50. I don't care. I'm not a criminal. I'm going to get 50-50 custody. 
there's nothing going to happen. Uh, even if she keeps the kids from you and she don't let you see them and then she hides them around and then she goes to the court. I got the kids full time. He left. You're, pro you're still going to get 50 50. All you got to say is she's emotionally terrorizing and she's not being cooperative. Give me my 50 50. I'm going to get that. She's going to be mad as fuck. She's going to be mad. And then her child support is going to be affected as a result. <laughs> you got to keep them veins cold. I know the game. Be, give me my 50-50. I'll be out of here. Okay, give me all summers and give me every vacation. Uh, give me Christmas and give me, my, give me my time. That's all I want. Give me my time. You're, there, she's wasting your time. Let's just move forward. And then she's going to get $400 in child support and she's going to be kicking and screaming. Take your 125 a month in child support for your 50-50 custody and let's bounce. But guys, don't feel, don't be scared of what they're doing to you. They're playing the game on you. Um, and you just got to be very strategic about what goes on. Don't be intimidated by them. They're trying to intimidate you. And the woman's trying to emotionally terrorize you. If you want to be a part of your kid's family, go ahead and do it. But don't bow to them. Don't bend to them. Don't bend to them. All they're doing is playing a legal game that, that they hire a paralegal to do. Par the, the lawyer don't even know your wife's name unless he screwed her. He's got, he's got 50, 11 ex-wives that he's gassing her up and he's gassing them up to think that they're going to get the world and that the husband's just going to quit. Mm -mm. All they're doing is passing the case on to a paralegal. The paralegal's typing it together. Your ex-wife or your baby mama sitting over there and uh, spilling the story. She's lying on you. <laughs> uh-huh and bankrupt everybody at the end you let them know you let them know you drag this out i'm bankrupting everybody <laughs> everybody getting a bk notice all your lawyer fees gonna get flushed down the toilet it's a nightmare of a family court uh attorney they won't tell you this the nightmare of a family court attorney is getting that bankrupt notice everybody will tell you ask one ask a family court attorney you just wasted your time. Bankrupt on the way. <laughs> File it. Deliver it to them. Put their name on it. Or wash your hands and say good luck with life. They can't do nothing to you. They can't do nothing. There's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do. And drag it out. Wait till they sue you. Wait till your attorney or the attorney sues you for the attorney's fees. Wait till they file a, 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 a lawsuit against you. Bankrupt they ass. <laughs> but the reality is then the judge is not going to slap her on the hand. They're not going to do anything to her. They're going to let her keep playing the games. You still got to be a co-parent. And by the way, you'll be blamed for all of this. <laughs> Take notes, man. I know how to play this game. This is why every time they people try to play games against me, I'll be like, really? Like, y'all think I'm stupid, do you? You think I'm dumb? I know how to do things. I spend time. I don't go partying. I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke weed. You know what I do? I spend time strategizing about stuff like this. And I wait with bated breath that I can use this stuff. I'd be like, I can't wait till somebody tries me. <laughs> I'm Coach Alini. I'm the evil dictator. I do this for a living. I wait to kick, I wait to kick people's ass when they try to come and throw the okie doke on me.
You try to do the okie doke on me? Oh, you hit me with the okie doke? Okay, cool. All right, so yeah. All right, and I spend up all night strategizing, looking up information, looking up how to defend myself, looking up what to do, looking up what procedure is. I don't go hang out at bars and nightclubs. <laughs> this is why I am who I am. Yeah, we walk in the spirit of truth and Elijah. And I just gave y'all $100,000 worth of game. I just gave y'all $100,000 worth of game. And if anybody thinks they're going to try me on this, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, man, I got that. What is it, the Philly? What is the Philly? What is the Mayweather? The Philly shuffle? What is the Mayweather defense? I gave y'all game on top of game. You play the game against them. Don't let them intimidate you. There's nothing they can do. By the way, when you're dealing with family court, they can't throw you in jail. They can't throw you in jail. The only way they throw you in jail is what they call contempt of court. Um, and that's normally when the judge has decided something and you violated that. We ain't even got to that part yet. Right? We ain't even got to the contempt. Of, there's no contempt. So they can't scare you. They can yell over you. Then you, if they yell over you, the shoulder roll. If they yell over you, what you do immediately, you say, listen, I feel intimidated in this court. I feel intimidated. I would love to file for a change of a uh, change of judge. I would like a change of judge. I just feel intimidated. And my anxiety has kicked in. You bring in the note that you have anxiety when authority figures yell at you. <laughs> this is how you drag the bullshit out. Now they're going to tell you, stop this stuff and stop this. And you don't have to do this. And you're not cooperative. I'm saying, I don't see you yelling at her. She hasn't been cooperative with me yet once. What are we talking about cooperative? I'm trying to cooperate. I just can't say anything without being yelled at, and I feel intimidated. I'm going to ask for a change of judge. <laughs> she can deny it, or the, the judge can deny it and say, no, we're not going to do that. Okay, well. I'm still going to file for it. I don't care if you're going to deny it or not. Or I would like to request a hearing as to why my rights are not being upheld. I mean, this needs to be, and you document it, you write it, you file it, you serve it. You, you document it, write it, file it, serve it. Don't say, don't say very much in the court. You document it, write it, file it, serve it. You serve everybody's ass. You serve child support. I've served child support with a lawsuit. I've had them served. And um, I had an adult. I didn't use a process server because most of the time process servers try to avoid filing child support. So I used an adult, a person that I knew. You can use an adult over 18. I used a, a family member to serve child support. They said when they walked in there and served them, it was like she dropped a grenade in the room. They start shuffling. They start going crazy. What? What is it? Nope. Nobody wanted to take the service. Nobody wanted to take the service. They acted like you as a, a civil civilian getting served. They was like, what? What? Huh? What? What? And they start pushing, pushing people in front. And they was like, she said they started tap dancing. They started tap because nobody does this. Nobody does that to them. And they know what it means. They're like, oh, wait, I don't want to take service. Nope. 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 They start calling managers and they had people in there. People, uh, security guards start crawling around all because I saw I served them. Serve everybody. File serve everybody. It's, it, it's very cheap for you to do by yourself. Attorneys aren't going to do any of this stuff, by the way. 
attorney's not going to do any of these things. You're going to hire a family court attorney. They're not going to do any of this stuff. You know why? Because they're in cahoots. They buddies. <laughs> they buddies. You can tell your attorney, file, file on child support. Oh, well, you know, do you really want to spend this at cost? It's going to cost you 50 grand. You'd be like, that's all right. I'll do it myself. You go up on the court record. You go up to your jurisdiction. You pull a file out. They got all the file. They got all the paperwork right up there. You, you file it. You have everything correct. Your name correct. Their name, their addresses. You go up there. You put your statement in there. You print it. You go to the courthouse. Most of them at $35 to file it. Get your 35 bucks, file it. As soon as you get the filing with the stamp, you go down to a process server, a private investigator, a detective. You go to their office, serve it at this address, and then you go back home. <laughs> you go back home. And then they're going to get it and go, holy shit, all right, he served us. What do we do now? They got to respond. And they're going to call your person, whoever you're getting sued by. They're going to call your ex and they're gonna be like, well, he did this. He said this. We need to respond. That's gonna be another six hundred bucks. That's gonna be another six hundred bucks. And she's gonna be like, what? Why? What? Uh, this is ridiculous. This is reprehensible. And the biggest thing you can do, man, I'm giving y'all game. Y'all need to give me some super chats for real. The biggest game that I'm gonna tell y'all that you file on them whether they respond to it or not, is you file a demand for production. That's going to stifle, stifle they ass. You file a demand for production, meaning produce, and you can get them to produce whatever the hell you want. Report cards, soccer pictures, receipts, McDonald's receipts, Starbucks receipts, tax returns, credit card statements, I want it all. I want it all five years from now. I want receipts for haircuts, whatever they say they got, because they're going to say, I pay for this. I pay for that. Follow them at producer receipts, produce every credit card statement that you use, every debit card, every bank statement you have, every bank. Yep. I want feed pictures. I want all that the demand that they produce it. Now they can, they can wriggle out of it. I'm just letting you know, but once you file that shit, and they rig a lot of it. You can tell the court they're not being cooperative. Look at this shit. Look at this. I file for this. They're not giving me enough evidence to even proceed in the case. What are we doing here? What are we doing? This is a, this is a waste of time. And then you give them a file by date. Produce all of this shit by this date. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That's how you fight. Don't go up in there. She hug her paycheck and she didn't put her. No, no, no. Just file the demand for production. It's uh, it's uh, what we do here. All right, uh, shout out to JC. I'm telling you, that's the, this is the game. He says, uh, base. He says, he says, biased. Wait a minute, biased judge isn't suit for case, risk disbarment for judge. I'm not sure what that means. That's something that you put in there. And listen, none of this stuff is going to guarantee you a win, but what it's going to do is going to run up the bill. It's going to waste time. It's going to drag stuff. We want to waste time and drag, or we want to come to a resolution. You're going to treat me like an adult. Come to me. Don't be thinking you're just going to try to intimidate me. That's not going to work. All right, so we're just going to waste time. Or you can come to me and make a deal. Come to me and make a deal. Come to me and make a deal. That's what you're trying to tell them to do. 
You're not trying to tell them and, and jam up the court or any of that. You want them to say, let's, let's make some sense of this. And the deal you're going to make, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to give you. You're not going to tell me what you're going to give me. That's what you do. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to give you. So when you say, let's make a deal, you the next thing you better say is, what do you want, Mr. Adams? That's what you better say next, or we're going to play this game. Let's make a deal. I see you proved your point. What is it that you want, Mr. Adams? Okay, great. Go get a notepad. Let's take notes. This is what I want. <laughs> but y'all be going in there, master going to get me. But if they come in there and say, let's make a deal, and then they shove some paperwork in here, these are the stipulations that we're going to have. You tell them to kiss your ass. Okay, that's all right. Yeah, I, I thought we were going to have a meeting. I got it. Well, listen. <laughs> all right, I thought we were going to come correct, but obviously you guys want to play games. Well, listen, uh, go ahead and schedule another meeting for about three months from now. Go ahead and ask for a continuance. And Yeah. Dude, this is, this is the real. It's how you do it. Now, this is not going to be bulletproof. You're still going to go in there and have to do all of this and that. Uh, it, but it's going to give them notice that you know what's going on, at least. Now, if you have an attorney, if you have an attorney, they're not going to do any of this. You're going to pay an attorney $20,000, and he's not going to do one of these things. They're going to just do go along, get along. Go along, get along. They're just going to go in there. All right, you running B2. I'll, we, we just go ahead and respond to that. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then while they – look. While they're while you're arguing and being petty back and forth, they in the country club yucking and laughing at your ass. They meet with the judges in the judges chamber in the morning. You in court? You got your monkey simp suit? You got your monkey simp suit? You ready to go? You all aggressive? You ready to pound the pavement? You ready to go in there and tell it like it is and defend yourself? And she in there <laughs> ready to cause a scene? The two attorneys go address the judge in the judges chambers. Hey, man, how's it going, man? I've been seeing you at the golf club in a long time. Yeah, man. Yeah. Starbucks drinks. And yeah, I've been doing this. Did you get my donation to your campaign fund? Yeah, man. I sent that donation. Yeah, I got it, man. It's good. Hey, tell me about this case. What's going on with this thing here? I see there's a, another bitter baby mama in here. And there's a father in there trying to fight for his time with this kids. What do we really got going on? Well, you know, this bra is out of control. You know, she paid me twenty, thirty thousand dollars and I did what I did. I ran a one and B six and you know, he responded. He he got this guy. He got Ted. Ted's in here representing and he filed B2 and, you know, J7 against us. And here we are. Judge, you know, is there anything going on? Well, that's we really she really ain't got no case, but I, you know, I dragged her out. OK, well, cool. Um, uh, What what, what is he got going on? Is he an honest man? He a good father. Yeah. You know, he really a good father. He just ain't got no money. And, you know, if we drag this out, he's going to bankrupt both of us and we all going to be out our money. OK, good. OK, did you get some money? You got money. You got seven thousand dollars from the dad. OK, you got twenty thousand dollars from the mother in law, the, the, the wife. OK, y'all got your money. OK, cool. Uh, send me a donation. Make sure it's a good check. You know, don't make sure the check clears. Get, send the money order and uh, I'll see you guys at the country club. Tell them I'm going to go with 50 50 custody, two thousand two 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 hundred dollars in child support. Uh, That should be good. Right. That's what I'm going to go with. I don't give a damn what y'all unless y'all come up with something better. Y'all come with something you, you 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 say he's messing with junior college girls uh, unless you come up with something crazy. That's what I'm going to go with. All right. Go, go, go send them out there. <laughs> They're not in there fighting in your behalf. They're not in there going, man, the father wants this and he's good. And this damn attorney over here, he's damn ruthless and he's crazy. 
I'm fighting for the rights of fathers. The, the person ain't there fighting, man. This woman's a good, honest Christian woman. They not doing any of that. Just go ahead and give me a donation. Go ahead. You got your money. Get your 10 grand from him. Matter of fact, I'll have the father pay three grand of the legal fees to make sure she got a little bit of a win. And yeah. I'll see you at the club. See you at the bar mitzvah. We got a bar mitzvah this weekend. Yeah, I'll see you at the bar mitzvah. <laughs> they ain't in there sweating, pressing on your case. Your ex is pressing your case. Your ex is going crazy, and you're going crazy because you're tired of the bullshit. But your two attorneys ain't pressing. The judge ain't pressing. They don't give a damn. Judge gets up there. So I see you have five kids. Uh, Tatiana Alicia, Dontavius, Marquavius. I see you have, you know, you have another baby mama. She's in court. She looks mad. I see she has another baby daddy. Um, Dontavius is uh, the female of the. Oh, no, no. Uh, Dontavius is my son. Oh, Dontavius is the son. Okay, yeah. And Trayvonius, that's the daughter. No, no, no. That's the son, too. Oh, okay. They don't know about that. They, they know nothing about you or your kids or your family or how good you are, how bad. They know nothing. And these people are putting um, your family at risk thinking that the judges know your kids. They don't know nothing. They don't know nothing. Nor do they care. <laughs> they know nothing. But th this is who this is who your baby mama terrorist is putting in charge of making decisions about you and your family and your legacy and your future. They don't care. They like this is gonna be a future criminal. Who cares? We'll be doing juvenile justice with this kid by the time there's a teenager. They'll be doing delinquency. They'll be skipping school and smoking marijuana and having an abortion. They don't care. But your baby mama thinks that the judge cares and the attorneys care. She thinks they care and they don't care. Trust me. They don't give a damn. And if your kids ruin them and it don't matter, you just sent, you just sent, you just sent everybody in that courtroom's grandkids to college. Am I giving y'all a real game? You just sent because your bitty baby, bitter baby mama's messing with you and you don't know what to do. You hire an attorney. You just sent everybody in that courtroom's grandkids to college. And your kids are not going to college. They're taking out student loans because one of you two can't parent. Now, are we making things clear? I know this game. I know what's up. This is why I'm encouraging you what's up. I'm, I'm encouraging you. This is the real deal. This is the ugly side where Hafiz doesn't want you to talk about. This is the real game being played. All right. Sorry about this, man. Sorry about this. We're supposed to talk about generations. We'll get to it. I don't know how much we'll do because I'm supposed to be at the junior college <laughs> in a little bit. Yep. Your kids got to bag groceries. Your kids got to sell ass for scholarships now. And their kids going three generations pay college to USC on your dime. This is what you guys do when you take people to court. Anytime somebody, a, not, a father or a mother, tells me they're taking their spouse to court or their ex or their baby daddy, I think you're ignorant. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. I do this all the time. I say this all the time. I had a neighbor or I coached this woman's kid. I knew the mother and the father, but they were divorcing. She'd been taking them to court for 12, 13 years. And um, 
I saw her at the grocery store, bumped into her. She's a nice little MILF. And she was like, oh, I'm stressed and all this stuff. And I'm still in court. And I was like, you still in court? She's like, yeah, you know this. I was like, you're an idiot. Why are you in court? You're not going to get justice. You're just going to get more disappointment. And you're spending money and you're ruining your kid's future. That's all you're doing. You're wasting time. The courts don't care about you. They care about the money. The, the attorneys don't care about you. They care about the money. And they don't care if you ruin your kids. That's just more future um, lawsuits for them and, and their bar association. I'm just telling you, it's real. When people tell them tell me that they're telling taking their people to court, I'm like, you guys are stupid. You're dumbasses. And you'll take them over some little shit, too. It'd be little shit. They didn't give me my pictures from the school. Oh. And he didn't sign them up and he didn't pay for that. I'm like, you guys are some morons. Morons. Men and women. The men and women who do this, you guys are idiots. You don't realize you're a pawn in the game. You're you're literally leading each other to slaughter. Nothing positive is going to come out of it. Both people are going to be disappointed in a sense. Nobody's going to feel they win. Nobody can feel their loss. And you know who loses? The children. The children lose. The children are going to lose. Your children are going to grow up screwed up. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, I, I wanted to talk about that because my brother here in Brazilian, he's been here and he's spending a hundred. He's, he's just going through the stuff. And I, I've been familiar with it. I know what it is. And uh, I feel for people who do this. I feel for people and couples and fathers and mothers and children who go through this. But what you guys are um, dealing with is you're dealing with people who think that they're going to use these courts and these attorneys as referees in your relationship because either one or both of you are immature to figure this shit out. And you're so petty arguing over bullshit and you guys are killing your kids. That's all. If you want to have kids, half of you are going to go through all of this that I just talked about. And you fathers are going to go through it and you're going to feel like you're going to get the shaft. All right. Uh, Abel returns to Eden. He says, coach, I don't get it. Whether it is Kodak Black or anyone else, why would anyone ever want a woman? He says, being a free agent monk for close to 10 years, sweet, sweet, peace, quiet, and freedom, serenity, why, why, why? All right. Uh, shout out to Marilyn Guy, my ex-girlfriend that we hired to take care of my grandmother. She's a CNA, stole $75,000 of our inheritance. Now she's playing the victim. They are all the same. Yeah, man, it's bad out there. It's bad. Shout out to Bunta. Hey, coach, I'm 26 with six years experience in fixing Porsches. Uh, thinking about opening up my own shop, but I'm worried about missing out. If I don't switch to a tech career, any tips? Hmm, that's interesting. Um, you, you, you got time, I think, in time to, to do both, to be able to experience doing Porsches. Maybe you can do the Porsches on the side. And then you can focus on building your tech career up so you don't miss on the opportunity and maybe do some content, creating port, uh, Porsche content or experience in teaching what you know about fixing Porsches. Right. And that allows you to use both. What you want to do is when you're going from one a situation to another, you want to parlay, take your experience from the other field and put it into play while you survive. Don't just throw it away. Use what you've learned and then make the switch. That's what I would say on it. So don't just give up. 
that six valuable six years. There's information somebody wants to know, and maybe you can share it. Freedom Podcast, thanks again. You're saving us. Here's your flowers. Thank you, man. Vander Van, salute, coach. You've been on fire. Thank you, man. Sorry for the people that came in here for the generation thing. We'll get to it. Omar F., appreciate you, man. You didn't drop the bag. He says, Coach, you laying out gold here. He says, as a long-time listener and member of your locals, we need coaching. Keep up the fight. You speaking the truth. Yeah, man, I'm speaking I'm speaking the truth. They don't like this. Wait a minute. Yeah. You know, the baby mom, the, 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 the simp enforcers, the, the authorities, the... They, they hate this information. New, 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 new world Shout out to Omar. Thank you for dropping that bag. Ty says, looks like you're going into uh, going to be in a red state coach. All right. Shout out to that. But it's flips every every two years. Everybody moves out of Nevada. Uh, by the next two years, we'll be in a blue state. <laughs> All right. For sure. All right. Uh, we're in a swing state. Uh, by, by the election, presidential election, 2024, we'll be back into a blue state. Michael B. Richardson says, yes, sir. Appreciate the game, coach. Indeed. Ninja Snuggle. Thank you, man. Yep. Jammer understands. Appreciate that. I got to catch up on everybody. Damn. All right. I got, I'm going to have this young little thing waiting for me, but it's all right. All right. All I got to do is make sure I take the shower at least. (laughs) All right. Make sure I got my smell good on. Oh my Lord. Shout out to Omar in the building. Masculine Omar. Lionheart. Appreciate you, sir. Over on the cash app. Uh, Mr. Mike says for the squash, squashy rant always got me crying. Lionheart says earlier stream was great. Long live CGA in the gang. All right. Dan A says CGA men 1000 years from now will learn from you. I agree. I agree. This is why I do this because men will find my book somewhere buried or the remnants of when they burn it and they're going to learn. Shout out to J flow. We are the modern day philosophers out here, despite the fact that if you want to agree with that or not. We are the modern-day Aristotles and the Plato's and the Confucius's and all of that stuff, all right? Who is? Uh, none other than us. They're going to find it. All right, shout-out to J-Flow. My Gen Z kids always wanted a shortcut and failed. All right, shout-out to dude. We're going to get to that part of the argument here in a minute. All right, thank you, brother, right there. No shortcuts in life. Yeah, Socrates' philosophies and hypotheses can't define the hobby. Dropping these mockeries, lyrically, lyrically perform armed robbery, flee with the lottery. Possibly they spotted me. All right, that's what I be telling lawyers, man. I be like, yo, Battlestar Shogun. All right, where are we at here? Shout out to Mr. Hardaway. I feel sorry for the guys you were talking about on the earlier show. When he said now that he has money, women want to marry him. If he's smart, he will learn how to properly vet those women and then put them to work to better his business when he would be able to see which ones were worth keeping and the ones worth um, something or who wanted something for nothing. Anywho, you're right about Jennifer Aniston. Very overrated. Give me Jessica Simpson, the ditzy blonde win every time. I Yeah, I'm into some je- je- in that time era. Jessica Simpson definitely over. Um, definitely over uh, Jennifer Anderson. There's no contest on that one. All right. Shout out to Mr. Hardaway says, Mo money, get money. Y'all need to save this stream if y'all got a case. That just saved people a coaching call. All right. Shout out to uh, Jim Status says, Coach, I went to the sushi spot and told them that their menu is one-sided. They needed to sell burgers, pizza, tacos, fried chicken, pancakes. They need variety. The restaurant is one-sided. Hafiz would hate that sushi spot. (laughs) All right. 
we got to get to the main part of the show, man. God dang. We didn't even talk about, we didn't even diss the millennials yet. Let's see. What time do I have to need to be off? I definitely need to be off by 730. All right. Uh, SAU says my ex-baby mama got my daughters to another state without my permission, went to the police and paid my way to the judge. And the judge told me we can't do anything. Yep. Now, if you did that, they'd have Interpol looking for your ass. Okay. They have an Interpol. But guys, if you take your baby moms to court, nothing's going to happen. You can take her in there. She can um, she can lie. She can perjure herself. She can you could actually bring in proof. They're not going to do anything because the family court doesn't decide those matters. They're not going to put her in jail for perjury. So they don't care. Okay. Did she, did she break a crime? No. Okay. Uh, they're not a criminal court. Uh, the family court is not a criminral court. They're actually a court that is a administration, administrative court. They're not a criminal court. They don't fall. They, they fall under the executive. No, no. They fall under the executive branch, not the judicial branch. They don't have no, dude, you could go in there and say you committed 50 crimes. They can't do nothing. They're, they they don't just, they don't say what okay all right look we're gonna put you in jail for selling weed and they can't do nothing and buying junior college girls off the internet they can't do nothing they're an administrative court they're they're essentially a a a note taking court that's all they do and then they make judgments and the judgments are flimsy at best it's only because you participate in it it has validity okay judge I'll do exactly what your order says <laughs> other than that it don't mean shit. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just giving y'all some game. It don't mean nothing. You just playing the game with them. All right, shout out to Mr. Hubbard. He says, yo, CGA, Miles Bridges filed a restraining order on this ex-terrorist for stalking him and stealing this dog. Women be crazy. All right, man, look, let's get into this part of the show. I know there's some more, man. I got to catch up on you, brothers. He says, they don't care about no order. They don't care. They just play the game, write up the order. Oh, by the way, when they the judge will give the orders, to the attorneys, the attorneys will write up the orders. The, the court, they don't, the court don't even have people to write up the orders they gave. Like, think about how stupid this. I mean, they be like, okay, my orders are this, this, and this, and they'll look to one of the attorneys. Uh, did you get all that? Did you get the notes? The paralegals like writing crazy. All right, yeah, yeah. You said this. You said that. Then the paralegal goes and types up the bullshit. This is all a real rigged, stupid game that people play that think has validity. They don't care. The judge ain't never going to see them orders, like, unless your ex brings you back in. All right, what did I order last time? Hmm. What did I order? All right, I said, that, these weren't your orders. That's the paralegal drew that shit up. You didn't write that. <laughs> you didn't write that. How do you even know what that is? Well, you signed it. Okay, well. <laughs> Just give me your game. It's a really crooked court. It means nothing. The only people who bring validity to it and keep it alive are women. When women file divorces at 70, 80% clip and college educated women file divorces at 90% clip, the women are keeping that bullshit alive and they're legitimizing it. And the only way it works against you is if you have children. That's how you're going to get screwed because you're going to want to have your children and then they're going to hold them up as pawns against the, the whole thing. They're going to hold them up against you. You want your kids? I'm going to drop it off the bridge. Don't drop my baby off the bridge. You want it? All right, you can see it halftime. I'm going to drop half of it off the bridge. No, don't do it. And please. <laughs> All right, anyway. Don't fear that court. Like, if they want to just take your kids. Okay, just take the kids. All right. <laughs> Fuck it. All right, take the kids. If that's going to prevent me from going crazy, fine. 
All right, uh, let's get to this generation thing, man. This is going to be a short part of the stream now. Generation X, look at the poll going on here. Uh, if you didn't know, Generation Z, Generation Z was a big part of this recent election. Now, I want you to think about how scary that is. And I've mentioned this in the previous election. I said that even my kids are going to be able to vote in the next presidential election. Now, I want you to think about this. These are women that are on Seeking Arrangements and OnlyFans and on Instagram all day. They're on Instagram all day. They're being, they're being propagandized on TikTok. Right? These people right here, and they're out here throwing, you know, throwing, they're, 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 they're gluing themselves to uh, fine art. <laughs> and so Generation Z made a big impact. I believe 20, 28 points went to Democrats. They had the biggest margin. They had the biggest margin that, that helped the Democrats get over the top. Now, even if you're a Democrat, that should be, this should be concerning. I mean, this should be concerning. There are people who just turned 18 that are making a significant impact here. All right, so uh, going forward in the next presidential election, there are going to be teenagers, or we call them adolescents over here. They're adolescents. They're 15 and 16 right now. They're going to be voting in the 2024 presidential election. I want you to think about that. There's a person right now, he or she, he or she might be 15 in a couple of 15 and nine months, 15 and 10 months. No, 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 no. They would have to be 16 right now. They would have to be 16. If they're 16, no, no, 15 and a half, uh, roughly. My math is bad. 16 for sure. If they're 16 now, they're going to be voting for the next president. Think about that. So, uh, yeah, the they thems are going to invade the polls. Right. So uh, that's kind of what made me think about the conversation. And we talked about that. Also, a lot of them are going to be disappointed with the current state of the economy. They're going to be, you know, Generation Z has been abused with the housing market crisis. And now this economy and COVID and lockdowns and all of these things, these teenagers are going to be the people who are going to make significant political impact for the next 40 years. All right. Um, Gen Z right here flocked to the polls to save this relief. Right. We want student loan relief. Gen Z flock to the polls. All right. Um, these are the age ranges right here. And I was going to go through this. Uh, baby boomers have certain strengths and weaknesses. Gen Z has certain strengths and weaknesses um, and so forth and so on. And we all are different. And we, we've gone through different trauma and different issues here. Uh, but I'll go through this quickly. The, the baby boomers are the flower children, right? They were born. When, we're not going to worry about that. But some characteristics about them is that um, the generation values relationships. This is why they've been married two, three, and four times, <laughs> okay? And um, as they didn't, they did not grow up with technology running their lives. These are the newspaper magazine readers of the world. And uh, baby boomers grew up making phone calls and writing love letters and long letters and solidifying strong interpersonal skills and all of these things. And they're now reaching retirement age and, they're going to be a drain on the social securities and Medicare's and all of that stuff. Geriatric medicine and prescription and getting finessed on reverse mortgages and all of that shit. Most of them have nothing to pass on to you and so forth and so on. Many of them, baby boomers, fell for every agenda there has ever been pushed through the mainstream media. These people watch MSNBC and CNN and Fox News like it's they, they this is where they get all of their information or misinformation. This generation has fell for every agenda possible. They fell for Medfly. They fell for uh, the, the 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 little powder in the mail. 
anthrax. They fell for the Unabomber. They fell for the Kennedy assassination. They fell for feminism. They fell for every damn thing. Mosquitoes. They fell for <laughs> sharks in the ocean. There's going to be sharks. All right. They's Bigfoot. Bigfoot. UFOs. Everything. Everything. They fell for a hook, line, and sinker. 9-11. <laughs> election camp whatever it is they fell for everything everything they, they're the modern day fell for anything right no other agenda has been fall for propaganda other than generation z generation the baby boomers and gen z have fallen for every single piece of propaganda of all time we're gonna get to generation x all right and this this then behold they said they super gullible. You all you got to do is scare the shit out of them. Um, you just scared them. You're gonna die. They put on the mask, they put on the shield and all that shit, dude. They came out with gloves, they didn't want to pump their gas, they spritzed everything with sanitizer. Mm. West Nile violence, bird flu. So I said walking on the moon, everything. Whatever agenda that has ever been pushed through the media, they fall for every single one of them. Every one of them. There ain't a one that the group in a whole didn't fall for. All right. And so that's where their weakness is. Uh, but they're very intelligent, right? They have the intelligence and they 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 work under the corporate structure. They like the organization. They love looking at org charts and organization charts. Oh, this organization chart says I'm here. This organization chart says I'm here and this and that. They're they're the queens of the human resources. Them and Gen X. They love the human resources. Oh, we get to do this. And the policy says this and there's this and there's a new law coming in. Oh, baby boomers love that shit. They eat that shit up. They love all that. They love that hierarchy and you're the boss and you're the executive and you're this and TPS reports and oh, baby boomers love all that. All right. So the good thing is we've organized cities and parks and communities as a result of their needing organization and rule. They they want to follow the rule. They're Mr. The, the, the Debbie rule book person, school mom, school mom, PTA organizer. It says right here in the workforce, baby boomers play by the rules, putting their work life first and living the true American dream, which encompasses kids, a nine to five career, a house and a minivan. All right. So let's go to Generation X. Generation X, known as the sandwich generation. Uh, I'm a Generation Xer. If you guys want to know, I'm not a baby boomer. I know people think I'm a baby boomer. I'm not. I'm a Generation Xer, Gen Xer. Uh, we were dubbed as the meat by the media as the latchkey kids. Gen X are considered the first daycare generation. Remember I schooled you about daycare the other day? We were the first victims of the daycare generation where the kids, the parents threw us in the daycare. All these people will take care of you. Mm. All right. Um, because many were raised by two parents who worked or both uh, or by single divorce parents. We were the big time divorce culture. Uh, two parents that worked and career, right? Boomers wanted the career. The generation delayed marriage and childbearing to focus on developing themselves first. This is why you see the way I am. They are the first generation to value work-life balance, um, possibly in response to experiencing the consequences of their parents' workaholism in their broken homes. Boy, this one's dropping some nuke bombs on it. And, um, you know, in terms of the stuff we made fun of baby boomers, uh, we were we were the first ones to deal with, um, like, AIDS as a crisis uh, that came along and. Uh, we were the first ones to definitely be influenced by that and, and music, hypersexual music. A lot of our music has dictated what the music is today. So our music was either grungy or hypersexual. Cursing was introduced by our generation or accepted, at least by our generation. We used to be like, damn, all oh, they said them and F and F and that and Ninja, 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 right? 
now today's music does it and everybody thinks it's normal. We were the first ones to experience that MTV, um, MTV, your mama dating uh, men and she, your mama in a bind for Christmas gifts. Uh, it says right here, a generation in search of a human dignity and individual freedom, uh, the need for stability, love, tolerance and human rights for all. That's what they're talking about there. And then some other characteristics about Generation X is that um, it says right here for the work, it says right here, we're the, considered the biggest revenue generators and less than 40 percent of Gen X's are satisfied with senior mar management in their organization. And it says um, Generation X is less inclined to say something if they disagree. And what we'll do is people would describe Generation X as cynical. All right. Cynical. We don't believe shit. You got to show me. All right. We don't believe shit. We ain't falling for that bullshit. All right. That's basically Generation X uh, in a nutshell. And not many not everybody's like that. But we always like mm, we're very untrust untrusting. We don't fall for the okie doke. We don't drink the Kool-Aid right away. It's kind of just like, mm, nah. you know, we definitely did have a, a identity. Related to that generation millennials, the millennials, let's talk about some qualities of the millennials, the tech gurus, first generation to reach adulthood in the new millennium. Um, a lot of young tech gurus who thrive on new innovations, startups and working out of the coffee shop. These kids, they, 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 they tell the age right there. They're the me, me, me generation. The me, 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 me. It's all about me. And they're known as confident, entitled and depressed. Mm. Confident, entitled and depressed. So uh, their blog savvy generation was raised by parents who were not authoritarian or authoritative, but rather saw themselves as partners. Ah, that's a big one right there. So these were the parents that didn't tell their kids. No, they read a book. Um, how does how to I think how to what how, there was a book like how to be how to have your baby or your baby's first year. Uh, these were the generations of people that says don't teach your kids the words. No, don't let your first kid uh, word that they hear is no. Right. This is the generation that never heard the word. No, uh, the millennials grew up making the rules rather than having their parents tell them what is right. The, um, this is in general. They're lot. And oh, this was also the generation that you can't spank your kid. Don't beat your kid. Don't spank them. Don't hit them with a belt, extension core, iron or any of that stuff uh, that that generation extras were hit with skillets, pans, sandals, flip flops, high heels. All right. Generation extras were hit with all that shit. All right, now, this is the generation that you don't hit, you don't spank, you don't touch, you don't say no. <laughs> yeah, just time out. Just time out. He says their lives are now run by their smart gadgets, their third appendages. Those people date through online dating services. So this is why the game coaches are like, why don't y'all date in a cold approach? These are the tech-savvy kids. As opposed to baby boomers who met their spouses through friends and social outings and also at work. They left that part out. Boomers met their spouses at work. We can't do that anymore. The millennials may be known as successful and driven, but their marriage to technology has nearly destroyed their interpersonal skills. And as a result, depression is rampant in the generation. Interesting. We'll stop it at that. It says they're talking about mental illness and depression. So we talked about that. That's the that's the rule. Everything's feelings, feelings, feelings. And also, when you think about it. Their generation didn't go through that much trauma, per se. Be, with parentage generation x guys that uh, and men and women we were left alone we were raised we had the whole molester person we had the whole neighbor and creepy neighbors and drunk we had a whole mess we were hit with tire irons and shit like that right and we never were allowed to have feelings we would cry shut up before i hit you some more <laughs> okay <laughs> 
you get yelled at, you start crying. They be like, we don't care about your tears. I mean, shut up now. <laughs> Snot coming through your nose. Millennials like you hurt my feelings. <laughs> you be like, you that's all I'm hurt. You know what I realized? I can usually uh hit your ass with the stone cold stunner like I used to get hit. <laughs> all right, but what happens is we led with don't tell them no, don't spank them, but then now we say something, oh my god, you made me feel bad. All right, so very sensitive group of people. Everybody's sensitive, but let's talk about Gen Z, mostly a non group right now, unknown group. Uh, this one right here, when this article, it says right here, there's not much data. Uh, but Gen Z, obviously, is the group who benefited from what the millennials benefited from, lack of discipline. Uh, this is the quiet quitting generation. This is the I don't have to do it this way generation. It says uh, they're regarded as more cynical, cynical, cynical than their predecessors, favoring a realistic outlook over idealism. And that's true. They're, this is the first generation that's been um uh, educated through socialism or social um, uh, Marxism, uh, but they don't know it. So you could tell a Gen Z person, oh man, this is propaganda. And you could tell them about Adolf Hitler. You could tell them about World War II. You could tell them about the uh, the the Cold War. Uh, you could tell them about Martin Luther King. You know what that is to Generation Z? Ancient history. <laughs> that's ancient history. That don't mean shit to them. That was like in the year, uh, that's like somebody telling you some shit that happened in 1730 when you were in high school. You were like, what? Um, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> They're like, what? Yeah, these people ain't know if they was Tupac was good and dead and cold in the ground. And this generation wasn't even thought of yet. Most of these people were born in in uh 2003, 2002. They weren't even born during 9-11, many of these people. They're like, what? 9-11, Octa, what are we talking about? Let alone Pearl Harbor. Hey, man, Pearl Harbor. We need to celebrate Pearl Harbor. They'd be like, dur, 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 dur. they're like, Pearl Harbor. What What year was that? 18 and 30 what? Uh, we don't know nothing about no Pearl Harbor. <laughs> that was in what? 150, 11 years ago? Why are we still talking about this? And so as a result, when you talk about patriotism, when you talk about what the country has gone through and you give them the, the spiel and you're like, damn, America's this and that, they think you crazy. They're like, you super crazy. What about our ability to kill our babies, right? Like, are you going to kick me off of Snapchat anytime soon? No. Well, shut the hell up. <laughs> They'd be like, okay, boomer. Who ain't nobody worried about what the Japan did? What Japan? Aren't we cool with Japan? Japan bombed us. Where did they bomb? Hawaii? Like what? Yeah, Hawaii actually wasn't a state at the time. What? <laughs> yeah, these people, these people are going to cancel Veterans Day, Martin Luther King holiday. They're going to cancel everything. It's going to be meaningless to them. You're be like, we can't let them cancel Martin Luther King Day. They're going to be like, we don't care about you. They don't care. This ancient history. That's like the somebody telling us they're going to get rid of the president's holiday. George Washington Day they're getting rid of. Columbus Day. Blasphemy. <laughs> You're getting rid of like Columbus Day was a big deal to us. We're like Columbus Day. They get rid of it. They like get rid of that shit. What? <laughs> All right. Uh, Gen Z also are 304 like crazy. Their body counts are super high, super high. The things that you tell a woman to be is, is, is bullshit to them. Wait a minute, you want me to not sleep around, not get drunk, not smoke weed, not get tattoos, not get a bull nose ring, not have fun, 
be responsible. They're like, huh? Say what? You mean cook and clean? You mean you want me to get married and cook and clean for what? So I can get divorced like my mama and her mama. And no, we ain't know all that. <laughs> you don't want me to have sex? Well, all these guys are having. As a matter of fact, none of these guys are having sex. All right, but we're gonna have sex. And the Generation Z, they look at women as better than men. And men in Generation Z look at women as better than men. Like, they don't know any difference. They're like, Title IX, what? And women's inequality and patriarchy. It's, it's, it's foreign to them. They don't know anything. They haven't been educated yet. Nobody's talked about it to them. Uh, they just said, you can do what the boys can do. And the girls' basketball team is just as good as the boys because they beat all the, the, the whack-ass girls. Girls teams better than the boys, and you're like, they're actually not. But yeah, but they got more championships. They're better. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's hear your voice vote on this one. Uh, let's hear your vote. Uh, yeah, the whole thing, uh, you know, if you get tattoos, young lady, it's going to ruin your prospects to get married. Gen Z be like, get married. <laughs> Dude's going to marry me regardless. What are you talking about? He's going to marry me if I decide to get married. I'm just going to be in these streets getting pumped on in, at Arizona State by my professor. <laughs> what do you mean he's going to? What are you talking about? I got I got 50, 11 dudes in my DM. And this girl that got a tattoo straight up down her chest, she's got a sword down her chest looking like Brock Lesnar. And she's got 50, 11 men in her DMs, and she makes $50,000 a month selling feed pictures. What are you talking about? I ain't, get married to who? The dude I need to get married to going to need to make $500,000 a year because I'm going to be a star, and I'm going to be an OnlyFans star. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? Get married. You, what are you talking about me ruining my marriage prospects? I'm going to ruin my marriage prospects? Are you kidding me? I'm going to be young forever. And they transforming. Yep, they'd be like, Dad, I'm no longer a boy today. I'm going to be a girl. Tomorrow I'll be a boy, and I'll have <laughs> talking about. All right, uh, what generation ruined it? What generation ruined it? Somebody says, been on Seeking since 18. They've been on Seeking since 13. I tell you this story. This is no lie. I was messing with this young girl on Seeking. She was 18. <laughs> She told me she had a seeking account since she was 13. I was like, mm. now she said she wasn't using it. I wasn't using it. I wasn't doing anything. And let me tell you, by the time I got to dealing with her, she wasn't her first rodeo. She knew what she was doing. Now, with that being said, with that being said, I want you to listen to this. That was only five years ago. Now, to me, I was like, what? You've had it since you were 20. I had to look up the dates, how long seeking been around, and accurately. Yeah, it's been around that long. That wasn't that long ago in her life. In her life, that was a long time ago. In our world, you're like, what? That had to be like 1994. <laughs> like for old people like me, 47, if somebody says something happened five years ago, I'd be like, what, 2003? That happened in 2003? We talking about five years ago, right? That had to be... It's 22 now, 2022. That was about 2007. <laughs> you know, you do that shit. <laughs> you 
You think you think you think you know what I mean? Because we think weird. You know what I mean? We we just think as time is weird. We've been around for a long time. But when you're young, you can reference time, right? You can be like, okay, it's 2022. That was obviously five years. It's 2017, right? But we look at time as weird. We really just all the years run together after a while. So when somebody says, when somebody says the year 2040 is as close as the year 2000, you're like, this is not true. That's not true. The year 2000 has to be way closer to what we are right now. There's no way 2040 is closer than the year 2000. And yes, it is. You see, this is what this time screws you up. Um, especially if you've got married or you worked and you had a career. Yeah, it blurs. <laughs> he says you're 46, not 47. I am. I turned 47 in October. I turned 47 in October. Uh, uh, and and also, you're listening to music. You're like putting music in on your car and some hip-hop playlist comes on from the 90s. Do you realize that's like when we were young, like when I was young and, and, and the person in your car was playing, Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Wah, 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 wah. Make her complexion like peaches and cream. And it was like, this shit is dope, huh? Yo, yo, they don't make music like this no more. This some good shit, huh? Your kids in the car like. <laughs> your kids like, God dang, man, this shit is terrible, bro. This is how weird time is to you because you can listen to California love. You like California. Knows how to party. You looking at your kids? California, West Coast, know how to party. In the city of LA. You're like, hey, man, get this down. They like, oh, you're embarrassing. Embarrassing. <laughs> it's 27 years ago that came out. Damn near 30 years ago that came out. That dropped nearly 30 years ago. <laughs> and you telling them to jam to that shit again in the 1990s that's if somebody pulled up some old ass ain't no mountain high enough they doing the motown 25 ain't no valley low enough ain't no river wide enough to keep me away from you girl hey hey look at the four tops up there they like uh-uh the four tops on oh, the supremes coming out look at the supremes you'd be like these old ass people up on the stage and shit. Who, who, who this shit ain't even bumping? <laughs> Look at it, the Motown Twenty Five, the Four Tops versus the Temptations. Oh shit, boy, they gonna get. They might fight on the stage. Four Tops and the Temptations on the same stage, yo, bro. We dreamed about this scenario. Look at this shit. Oh, look at them. Oh, man, they dancing against each other. Dancing, dancing, dancing. I'm a dancing machine. You like your family was hype like that shit. Is you watching it like. <laughs> that's how that's that's what our kids, that's what Gen, that's what Gen Z looks at. Everything we reference, everything millennials and Gen X and baby boomers reference, it's garbage to it's garbage to them. It means zero. They haven't become aware of themselves. <laughs> anyway, so the generation 
final drum beat right here. <laughs> the final drum beat is going to, sorry, the final tally here. Baby boomers, you guys ruined the world. <sighs> Baby boomers, you did it. According to the statistics here, it says right here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, uh, Baby Boomers, 48%. Your fault. You ruined it. Uh, millennials, you came in at second place, uh, 26%. Generation uh, Generation X, 16%. And Generation Z, all right, uh, follows in last. Of course, they don't have time to ruin things yet. And on the Notorious CGA channel, we have the Baby Boomers. Also, again, you guys won again. Baby Boomers easily. I'm sorry. Uh, baby boomers, 51%. These are the, the people who caused everything, the harm of the world, the boomers. They fell for everything. Millennials, 22%. Generation X, 18%. And Generation Z. And I'm and I'm a proud Generation Xer. I'm a proud Generation Xer. Good to see that we didn't get blamed for this shit. All right. We were victims on both sides. Right? We sitting around eating popcorn, watching Gen... Watching the millennials and baby boomers ruin this. <laughs> Landslide victory for the baby boomers. And of course, the baby boomers like, hold on for a second. Wait a minute. I was watching Golden Girl reruns and different strokes. Uh, wait a minute. What's going on here? I was watching Julia and Mary Tyler Moore. What are we doing here? What do we do? Is there a phone? They got a phone dialing in like this. You know how they look? They like, what? Wait, wait, we how, how I vote right here. They like when they press it, they what? what? <laughs> <laughs> They watch it, old reruns of Lassie and all that shit. They're like, boy, Lassie, Lassie, come here, girl. <laughs> Matlock, they watch it in the heat of the night. In the heat of the night. This is a good show. Sit down. In the heat of the night. Look, they go, they go Mr. Tibbs right there. Mr. Tibbs is Kate, took place in Sparta, Mississippi. Sparta, Mississippi. Hottie toddy. Mm. <laughs> they watch it, old Nick at night. Nick, 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 Nick. Nickelodeon. I love Lucy. Come on. I love Lucy. Oh, this is a fantastic show. It's in black and white. This is going to be good. Sit down. Sit down right there. Yeah. This is the first show where they use three cameras and filmed it in front of the studio audience. This shit is the shit right here. Yo, sit down. <laughs> they watching uh, the Bionic Man. They watching Dallas. They watching Dallas. They watching Dallas. Hey, man, this J.R. Union shit right there, bro. Hey, this J.R. Union used to be the, hey, man, Knox Landing coming on after this year. Knox Landing coming on? Hey, go get me a Bartles and James. Get, go get me a damn wine cooler real quick. Go get me a wine cooler. We're going to sit up in here and give me some of them damn vanilla wafers, man. We about to go in here and watch this shit. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man, shout out to them. All right. Hey, man, shout out to the baby boomers. I got to get these super chats before we go. <laughs> all right uh let me see magnum pi all right uh let's see here man we cold-blooded on y'all y'all deserve this shit man y'all boomers deserved it y'all killed it all right let me end the polls on both of them you deserved it you got voted off first maybe another show will vote off the next generation looks like the millennials are getting voted off so gen x and gen z it's gonna be a party ladies it's gonna be a party all right uh did i get um did I get Jammer Understand? Shout out to you for your super chat. All right, YouTube trash talker, top-notch content as always. Can we get an episode on how to deal with hating ass ninjas? Appreciate you for that one. Hmm, how to deal with haters. Uh, one of the best way I deal with haters is to use whatever they use against you, use it against them. It's like a Jedi mind trick. 
Like, and you know, when they use, they say, oh, coach is a grifter and coach is a Uncle Tom and coach is a, you know, he's a little guy. He's a tyrant. He's a, whatever they put on you, accept it. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm a grifter. And then create it. That, what I do is create a segment about it. Right. Have you noticed that anytime a content creator disses me, I use it. I'm like, yep. Doom and gloom, CGA. Yep. Uh-huh. Sell out. Yep. Uncle Tom, I'm going to put it in the show. <laughs> He's a grifter. And then I came up with, oh, yep. Now we got a moment to grift. Yep. Let's start grifting. Yep. So just use whatever. Haters hate that. It's kind of like when you copy somebody. When you were a kid, they start talking and you just copy what they say and they get irritated. Stop copying me. I'm not copying you. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, whatever they use, whatever a hater does, just accept it. Damn, you describing me to a T. I am an Uncle Tom sellout. And then, you know what that came from? Uh, you know what shuffling came from? I used it. People were saying, CGA shuffling for his white audience. And I said, yep. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man, what you going to do? Look out, boys, it's coming through. Yeah, man, yeah, man. And then it pissed them off because that was what they used to arm against you. And you used it against them. You was like, yep. And I pulled up the shuffling clip. I downloaded. I searched it. I downloaded. I watched the movie. I was like, perfect. I'm going to put that clip. So now if somebody comes in there and they try to say he's shuffling for his audience. Yes, I am. You see what I'm talking about? That's kind of how you deal with a hater. Don't don't. Most of the time, a hater can't really do anything against you. So they're trying to use. um, They're trying to use a court of public opinion against you. Just accept it. JC says, coach, everyone knows that Gen Zers are the products of the Gen Xers. He says those, he says too bumpy. <laughs> he says too busy rump shaking and humpty humping. <laughs> you spent the remaining time giving them what they want. We need to apologize or we need an apology. So Gen, wait a minute. Gen Z are blaming us. Interesting. We was too busy rump shaking and humpty humping. Hey, listen, I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree with that. Speaking my mind, Dr. Spock from the 1960s start started. Wait, start that mess with the with that book. Start that mess. I, I think you mean started that mess with that book. All right. Um, I lost the reference. Sorry. Zoe, Zoe Man, Zoe Man says, I'm 18, but I'm in no way, shape, or form a Gen Z weirdo. I'm very old school. Thank you, Pops. Yes. Gen Z is a weirdo for real. And, and my for my opinion, for my voice. Because they, they got all these things I identify as this and I'm that and I'm lesbian. They be lesbian and they never licked on nothing. I'm like, but again, I, I guess I was heterosexual and never licked on nothing either. Pause. All right. Shout out to JC says they 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 are also watching MASH. <laughs> they are. He says they also actually watch MASH. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. They be watching MASH. They be like, this was the highest rated and viewed show in history of television. Like, dun, 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 dun. they be watching MASH like, yeah, like with a historical perspective, Vietnam War, MASH, yeah, like we had no perspective, like we're not watching no MASH, MASH, mm. all right, shout out to, uh, yeah, MASH is a show I can never get into, I'm like, this shit is terrible, Hill Street Blues, stop it, y'all cold, man, listen to this Hill Street Blues shit right here, this the shit. Listen to the music. This music is this music is forever timeless music. Listen to this his Hill Street Pews. <laughs> All right, Domain Stickum says I ain't heard from my friends with benefits since she went to the Halloween party. Now she blowing up my phone. Should I answer the call? No, man. Hey, Gulster. 
pop smoke and ghost as they said over here uh i gotta get to these other brothers here are we gonna make the junior college appointment today boy this is gonna be tight she gonna be late anyway all right uh let's see here she gonna be late shout out to uh let me see here did i skip brothers I, I might have skipped, brother. Shout out to J Flow. He says, My Gen Z kids. Okay, I got you already. Shout out to Real Fit Style says, Kids equally, sorry, kids equal financial security for them. Yes. So never think they say kids, having kids with a woman is a benefit. It's highly going to benefit them. Shout out to GS Inc. Thank you for your cash app. Half Space Will Travel says, I'm never getting married, but thanks for the info. Yes, indeed. Mr. D Barnes says, I'm going through visitation battles right now. I appreciate you. Visitation battles are pointless. Just give them the kids, man. Just get the fuck out of here. All right. Or get 50-50. Fight hard. All right. Shout out to Shad. Says straight fire tonight, coach. Thank you for the 304 invitation or, or donation. Nevertheless, says shout out to Henry Resilient. Stay strong, bro. And I appreciate you for leading us down that path of uh, information. You guys got school, man. You guys got $100,000 worth of game. I'm going to check Venmo. Venmo, Venmo. What do we got over here? All right, no government name. Bobby Digital in the chat says, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. About to drive two days. <laughs> Benjamin watching you. Shout out to you headed to El Paso. Shout out to the Gorditas. Thanks for the edutainment. Travis says, corporations will tie up litigations for decades under the plane until the plaintiff dies. It's how the legal game is played. Never get people to think that you're doing wrong for tying up the legal battle. Uh, corporations do it all the time. Tie this shit up. All right, shout out to Floyd. He says, I'm late to the stream, but came in, pause, on the right part. Coach kicking some real game between this and last week's member stream with Ancestry's Lands. Uh, he says, glad I'm a part of the coach game. Thank you, brother. And we're going to end up with PayPal, which I, as I catch up. Watching Three's Company, watching Jack Tripper getting this Jack Tripper on. Yes, indeed. Yeah, stuff like the Three's Company is so outdated, like, they're like, okay, so he lives with two women. Like Nobody cares. But in the boomer days, that was a big deal. And they was like, okay, he's going to act like he's gay. He's going to think like he's a gay guy. Everybody's like, I don't get it. <laughs> okay, so wait, he acted like, what's, a, what's the deal? All right, shout out to, um, shout out to, Oh, baby boomer here. He says, drinking my Boone's farm and listening to Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Band in the building. Shout out to the boomers. Shout out to the boomers. All right, y'all took an L today, but it's all good. Shout out to A.D. Austin. He says, I saw a boomer rubbing an apple with sanitizer. Real moron. Yep. Boomers were bugging. In 2020, y'all was tripping. All right. Y'all lost a lot of people's respect in 2020, I, and it was y'all's fault. <laughs> right now they trying to apologize 2004 all right shout out to uh, uh chairman mo <clears throat> he says all hell coach alini in the building he says thank you for all this game this is awesome the coach gang should have a betting pool on when hafiz will come screaming to you for help for his divorce anyway here's a donation to either the kaylee fund your kids college book fund or the free coach junior fund in the building yeah thank you brother you know all this money definitely gonna go to the legal fund, all right? This is not income for you punk-ass private investigators out there. All right, shout out to SAU. He says, I'm laughing, coach. Stop talking about my life. I remember my first child support citation. It took, he says, it was five state police cars, one commander, and one attorney. He says, uh, uh, Chapo 
Guzman was jealous. All for some bullshit. Child support. By the way, most husbands, most men that have kids and have been through a divorce or have been treated worse than common criminals. Like you've broken no laws and you go in there, get treated like a common criminal. He says, my strategy now is to play dumb, fake, beta, simp. And yes, it costs money. He says, it's my master plan until my kids can see for themselves who was the bad one. And you hope many of them do. Right. But that's out of your control. And many times they really won't care. They're going about their lives. And I want, you know, especially for my kids, go about your lives, man. You need to get up from up under your mother and your father anyway. Right. I don't care what you guys think at this particular point. I want them to go be able to live their lives instead of us playing this um, game where they're the damn football. All right. And we're kicking them back and forth, acting like we love them. Uh, the fathers love them. The mothers don't. The mother is using them. All right. And the father hates the mother more than she loves the kids. So when I say mothers don't love their kids, it's because they hate the fathers more than they love their kids. Period. If they're going through all of this bullshit, they have more disdain for the father than they actually can have time to love their kids. If they love their kids, they won't have time to be sitting up under somebody filing lawsuits and suing you and dragging you into court and so forth and so on. They don't have time for that shit. Love your damn kids. Okay. But nah. You don't love them. You hate the father more, and that's why your ass is out here broke, busted, disgusted, about to go get bankrupt, and you out here about to be broke, busted, disgusted at 50 years old having wine dinner with your dog. All right, anyways. <laughs> All right, anyway, shout out to you brothers, man. I got to jump in the shower because it's clappity-clap time today, man. Shout out to the coach gang. Appreciate y'all, man. Sorry for the distracted stream today, but we had to deal with a great subject matter. I appreciate hearing resilient. Shout out to the coach gang and we out of here. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.